This is Mike Cohen, and I never listen to None Taken. Coastal elite liberal. I suppose. I mean, I don't know. CNN's had what... Uh... Donald Trump and Chris Christie have multi-hour specials the last three weeks. Yeah. And Nikki Haley's been on. Oh, really? uh, I didn't even watch that. Yeah. I watched the Chris Christie one, actually. Did you? Yeah, I got sounds for it. Cool. Um, Yeah, and then their CEO stepped down. Yeah. (laughs) I guess there was a piece in The Atlantic about all the disasters that have been happening at CNN since he took over. What what are they? I mean, I know people are mad that Trump was there was and they didn't like Don Lemon all of a sudden because he said something. Well, so Don Lemon, uh, this I can't remember. I think it's Chris something, the CEO that's not there yeah. anymore. But um, he was the one that handpicked Don Lemon to go on that morning show. Well, um, yeah, why wouldn't you? He was their big star that everybody liked, and they were like, "Here, we're going to move you around. We're going to put you on this show." Yeah, and then he said ageist things about women. He said one <laughs> fucking thing. Down. Like, well, yeah. So what? Like, don't you want your personalities to like? That it really like on the spectrum of shit that people say on those news shows. I mean, that was nothing. Yeah, I guess. I mean, for the sensibilities of that network, it it obviously was for that viewer. Yeah, and then the Trump thing, and yeah, it's just a whole. It's been a whole thing. Um, So yeah, he couldn't survive that one. I had a question for you. Mm. Are you ready to go? Or yeah, I'm right. Man, I had to be in Kentucky today all day. Ew, I know, gross. You know, I can't believe I never thought of this before, but Kentucky sure sounds like a drag name. <laughs> right? It definitely does. That probably never occurred to me. Uh, <laughs> that was good. Thanks. Uh, I got a sound for you. I have, I'm really torn between two sounds. Uh, one is about conspiracies and one is... Uh, Guess what? That, you know, you know what he's gonna make you guess. Guess what? Oh! <laughs> yeah, it's more about that. <laughs> I think we should play that one. Conspiracies okay. is definitely on brand because you know. Atlanta, Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I think um, I think we'll do this. We'll hit this button and we'll start the show. Although I'm almost out of beer, but that's okay. So there's uh, these two women sitting uh, outside of a car, uh, like leaning against the door frame of the car, like talking to a woman through the window. Mm-hmm. About like church or something, and uh, well, here I'll, I'll let it talk for me. Have you ever asked Jesus into your heart? Boy, have you ever asked me? Yeah. Have you ever asked Him to come and be your Savior? I do want Jesus to come inside me. You do? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all let me in this damn house. <laughs> Should we hit record? Yeah. One, Guess two, what? three. Oh! All right. You ready? Jesus, I am ready. Come. Are you recording? Yes. <laughs> All right, well, you want to start a show? Let's start a show. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. No offense taken there. Well, it sounds like none taken. I just hang out the maze. Welcome to not take it. The internet's only debate and current event show with your host Dustin and Allen, two political nomads from two different worlds. 
Shout out to Reverend Peyton's big damn band for the use of their song Ways and Means for intro music. Thank you for joining us. The time of this recording, it is Tuesday, June 13th, 2023. It's a great day for America. <laughs> we are two coastal elites coming to you from the shores of the mighty Cumberland in Madison, Tennessee, all the way to the Pacific waters of El Cerrito, California. Here to recap another week of current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal life. Please subscribe right now wherever you ever listen to this. We don't have an advertising budget. You guys are our ads. Whoa. Y'all are our ads. Uh, head on over to fungiblenuntakens.com to buy things to support the show. There are shirts that you like. I think we're going to get hats. We got hoodies. Um, and head on over to, uh, what's the, uh, what's it, uh, nuntaken at, uh, What's our fucking link tree? None taken pod link tree, something like that. What's that? That Hold sounds on. right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, you can find the links to all the places to listen to the show, but you're already there. So just, you know, share that yeah. with your friends. Really, we can't say it enough. Share it with your friends. Next time your friends are talking about a podcast or you're talking about podcasts with your friends, hey, I listen to Untaken. Uh, they talk about current events and news, but uh, they're like the good kind of douchebags. You know, our kinds of douchebags. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, wait. Well, hold on, though. Last instruction for the listeners, if you're looking to improve your brand or if SEO marketing is important to you, head on over to slickitsdigital.com, slickitsdigital.com for all your SEO and marketing needs. Alan. Hell yeah. What is up? What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Hope you all had a fantastic week. I myself got up to a little bit of hijinks over the weekend. Mm -hmm. I hung out with my buddy Craig in Walnut Creek. Yeah, NBC. I uh, went to a couple places. I went to Headland Brewing. It was funny. Before we went there, I texted Tim, you know, like the beer guy. Yeah. And I go, hey, man, wh- have you been to Headlands? What do you think? And he's like, oh, no, man. Don't, it's, it's no. And I was like, <laughs> There well, isn't a like, single good beer? We're already like going. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. it's fine. So we get there. I had a hazy. It was fine. It tasted like a hazy. It wasn't yeah. like the best thing I've ever had, but it was fine. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> we got there for a little bit. Had a couple of beers, some nachos and shit, and then um, went to a little sports bar, and then we went to this place called Bourbon Highway, oh. which is like right downtown Walnut Creek. Wait, hold on. And, That's um, Kentucky shit. Okay, I'm listening. Okay. It's a whiskey bar. I'd never been there I before. Um, Craig hadn't either. He's like, I've wanted to go to this place for a while. Let's check it out. So, all right. So, we go. Uh, we ordered you know, drinks, and then there's like a upstairs part. And he's like, I want to go see what's upstairs real quick. I'm like, okay. So, we walk upstairs, and it's like a dance club upstairs, essentially. Okay. And there's all these like, I don't know, 20-something girls yeah. like do line dancing to, <laughs> to really loud country pop just, music. Just and I was like, I looked at him. I was like, I don't think this is our scene, man. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I don't think so either. So, we went back downstairs. Good call. Bar. Good call. So, we're at, yeah, we're at the bar. And this dude walks up and he goes, all right, shots. I want, I'm, I'm buying shots. What do you want? Okay. And I was like, I, I have Bleach. a drink, dude. I'm fine. And he's like, no, no shot. What do you want? Drain. And I'm like, fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. I was like, I'll have a bullet rye. Um, Craig, um, he got like Jack Daniels or something. Um, and so we start talking to the guy and he starts asking kind of like, I would say, more invasive questions than you might expect. Is this guy going to try to get you into a pyramid scheme? No, I don't. No, I think he was already, I think he definitely pregame before he got to the bar though. He was definitely already a few drinks in, I think. So eventually his girlfriend comes up. uh, He's like, Oh, this is my girlfriend. He introduces us. And so we all start talking 
And so it's like her, him, me, Craig, that order. So I don't know, for whatever reason, him and Craig, like, start talking, or he starts talking to Craig directly. And he starts asking all kinds of stuff, like political stuff, who'd you vote for? So much so that, like, his, like, he's, like, almost pushing me out of the way (laughs) to talk to Craig. And I'm like, this is kind of weird. Whatever. I kind of back up. And his girlfriend's like, why do you have to talk about this right now? I don't want to deal with this shit right now. And I was like, yeah, I get it. And she's like, you know, I, I don't mind talking about politics, but it's Friday night. You know, whatever. I just want to have a good time. And I was like, yeah, I totally get it. She's like, you know what? Let's you and me go get a shot. Oh. And I'm like, okay. So we leave them. Yes. We walk like eight feet away, right? Yeah. To order order a drink. So... I didn't know this, but apparently while we're there, like the dude's telling Craig, like, look at her over there with him. Like he was like kind of pissed off about her and me going over there to have a shot. I know this means anything to me. I'm not yeah. attracted to her. I'm not interested, whatever. Um, so we get our shots, we drink them and we go back to where they are and he walks away and mm. walks out of the rest of the bar. <laughs> and I go, that's weird. And he's like, and she goes, oh shit. She pulls out her phone and she like starts texting him. She goes, he will leave me. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, he'll leave me here. He'll just leave. And I go, okay. By the way, they've been together for 18 years. Oh, well, that's, <laughs> that's what they told us when they first, first yeah. and I'm like, this okay, is this a is weird something. interaction. This is a weird interaction, right? They, it so feels like they have something there. It sounds like con artists though. I don't know. Okay. It was very bizarre. Um, anyways, so after she leaves and he leaves, Craig starts telling me more about stuff he was asking him. He asked him if he had black friends and then Craig's like, look, I have black kids. And he's like, oh, do you see them? It's just all kinds of weird off the wall shit. Um, so I'm like, okay, we got rid of that guy. Uh, so we had another drink there and they went to Dan's, which is where you end up at. If you're out in Walnut Creek at night, like it's just kind of the place you end up at. They have a cover band there playing all kinds of cool music. So we're sitting at the bar. It was pretty crowded. Um, and all of a sudden, the dude from the other bar no. pops up like right next to me. Oh, like, no. What the fuck? <laughs> Anyways. And he wanted to do more shots. I'm like, Like bro, nothing ever happened? Like was his girlfriend yeah. there? I didn't see her. I don't oh, know what no. Her. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, I don't want to do shots with you, man. Like whatever. <laughs> Anyways, that was the end of the night. We ended up going back to Craig's place and just crashing. But it was a fun time, but that was a very bizarre yeah. reaction. Yeah, uh, that's fucking for... strange, man. Yeah. I'm glad it yeah, didn't get weird. weirder. Uh, you know right. what? I have a bar story for you. Can I tell you about we? So we went to D's Friday night when I got off work. Uh-huh. And Natasha... Okay, how do I set this right? So um, when we got there, the bartenders can be slow and then they do dumb shit. Like they don't just stay in one spot at the bar. There's like, mm. there's, so there's two bartenders and the bar makes a, a very short L shape. You've been there. It's mostly mm. one long bar. And then there's like four seats on one side. And one side, yeah. yeah. And so there's one bartender that takes care of like the short L side and like that, that right angle there. And there's another bartender that takes care of the rest. Well, the, there was, there was lines for both of them and couldn't really tell which one was moving. So me and Natasha split, she went over to that L shape side and I stayed at mm-hmm. the main one. And 
like we keep watching and, and like Natasha is definitely the next person. The lady's going to help. But then the other lady over on my side is like, Hey, let's switch for no reason. So then she goes over there and has no idea who was next and starts serving two other people and puts Natasha right. third in line again. I'm just losing my fucking mind anyway. So that, that's not the important part. We ended up getting a seat there, uh, because the, for the, the band that was playing, it was a little crowded up at the front and we weren't that, that into the mm. band that was playing at the time. We were there more for the, the band later on. So, mm. um, so we have a few drinks over there, and then when the other band is starting to get, uh, they're like finishing up their sound check. Uh, Natasha and I are we're trying to order another drink again, and then we're trying to go scout for some seats to go get. So mm-hmm. the plan was, as soon as Natasha gets those drinks, she was going to go look for seats. But the bartender was taking forever, so I was just like, I was a little upset. I was a little irritated. <laughs> I, I was like, yeah. I was just like. When you get your drinks, just I was just like you get the drinks. I um I'm gonna go look, and I go and look. I'm probably gone like three or four minutes. I come back, and there's somebody sitting in my seat, and I just look at Natasha with my hands out like I'm holding two globes in my hand, and I'm just like, (laughs) I I think I might have said like, what the fuck? Like what the fuck is this shit? Something just like that. (laughs) She got like not mad, mad because we don't really fight, but she's just like, what do you mean, what the fuck? Like I didn't know why you stormed off. I'm like, what do you? And then I was like, well, like we had a plan. She's like, the plan was, I was going to look, you just left and said you were going to look. I'm like, well, why did you give up my seat? Like, 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 you know, she's like, well, you know, I didn't think you were going to come back. I thought you were going to find seats. I'm like, if you left, I wouldn't give up your seat. I would have said just in case I'd keep this. And she's like, well, if I left, I would have told you to save my seat. And I'm just like, I shouldn't have to say that. I shouldn't have to say that. To this day, I'm still upset about it. And I actually, I want to get your opinion. I want the listeners to chime in because I think I'm right. But I, I can imagine people agreeing with her. We've settled this. So we're no longer mad at each other. But, oh, man. What, I think that the protocol is if you have seats at a bar, a crowded bar, and your friend leaves or, you know, significant other leaves, Even if the plan is to find seat. another location? Right. You save their seat until you're sure. I thought so too. I think that's, I think that's protocol. Like, and that was the thing that sorry, bugged Tosh, me. Cause but... when I was like, when I, uh, Natasha, he said, sorry, uh, don't be mad at him. Uh, <laughs> that was the thing that bugged me. Cause I was like, I could understand. No, no. That was the thing that bugged me when I was like, w- wouldn't you be mad if the roles were reversed and there was some chick sitting there? And she was like, no, I would have told you to save it. I'm like, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> like, oh. uh, all right. Anyway. Uh, yeah, but dude, we had, um, so we like to go to the lake on Sundays because everybody's at church, but we had some stuff we want to do on mm. Sunday. I can't really remember our plans, but whatever. We went to the lake. Oh, it was raining like hell on Sunday. So we, uh, we went to the lake on Saturday and when we rented that boat, I don't know if I told you, uh, but we, we took the boat over to our little like point that we paddle out to when we use our paddle boards just to show my parents the place that we hang out at but when we got there there was a shipwreck did i tell you that no yeah there's a fucking sailboat that sank right in right at that cove um and yeah it was pretty wild um oh oh hold on i hear dogs yeah which means hello natasha hi hey i forgot to close this door hey can you come in here really quick um here just put this on really quick yeah, yeah, you can do this just so you can hear. So, Alan, what were you just saying? <laughs> I think the protocol is if your friend leaves at the bar, you save their seat. Oh my God, Dustin! <laughs> he also said close out. I didn't say close out. 
yeah, and he I, was super yeah, cranky. I, so you're only him, hearing oh, he his perspective. You know what? He didn't leave that part in. He yeah. Thanks for bringing me in to defend she, myself. She heard me say close out, but I, that's what I keep telling her is, mm-hmm. I know you heard me mm-hmm. say close out, but I didn't say close out. Why would I say close out? Also, I the guy sat down like so aggressive and turned his back. Like I couldn't even Yeah, because he knew what he was fucking doing. I'm not going to. Love you, honey. Have a good show. Close the door. All filed up. What? Thanks for that. Thanks for what? Letting me defend myself. Oh, yeah. I thought she was being silent. You're welcome. I'm going to have another drink of this fucking rye whiskey. Do it. Okay. Um, so, shipwreck. Yeah. So, there's a fucking shipwreck at the cove that we always hang out at. And um, when we were there on the boat, I was like, I'm not going next to the fucking shipwreck. That thing sank for a reason. Plus, I don't want to bump into it. So I'm like, whatever. Like, we could see it from a distance. It's cool. So we went out to our spot with the paddle boards this week. Water level's real high. We had, like, a real narrow beach to hang out at. But it was it was dope out there. It was fucking awesome. Um, and, oh, I don't know. I'm getting distracted. Uh, well, I'll tell that real quick. I got a new game that I play while I'm paddle boarding with the dogs. Is um, I take the, you know, like, cheap paddles that kind of break in half, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but then you got the oar part and it's like on a short little stick, like a little bat. Um, I took right. the ball that I, that the dogs play fetch with in the water and I would just sit on the board and play baseball with it. Just the ball. It was, it was so much fucking fun. Nice. I posted a video of it and I had Billy strings playing in the background cause we had the music on and I tagged him in it and he, mm-hmm. and he responded to me. He's like, I'd be there too, but that's my leg. I was like, Oh my God. I strings. I love you. Okay. Anyway. Um, so yeah, it was fun, man. Like I, uh, we went out on the board and paddled out to the shipwreck and looked at it and stuff. It was, it was fucking sick. I don't know. There, I dropped my phone in the water. Water fully submerged, like oh, two shit. feet underwater, pulled it out. Like it was connected to Bluetooth the whole time. It never stopped working. It had the little, like, don't charge me for a while message, but uh-huh. it's totally fine. Nice. It's insane, right? Nice. Um, That's a win. I think I've already picked on Natasha enough, but this did happen. And I don't want to forget this. This is another thing that happened in my personal life this week that I think is notable. Okay. And I think Do the listeners tell. will like this. Um, she asked me, she, in her defense, she just had a brain fart. She doesn't not know this word. She asked me. What's what do you call that metal thingy that you use a screwdriver to tighten down? <laughs> Screw screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> now, the answer was bolt, but um, you know it's still pretty good. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, That's yeah, I'm in the answer's trouble. In the word. I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, let's get into some of our comedy clips for the week. Uh, as is custom, let's start off with the submissions from Young Thrash Lad. I have two here. Um, this first one I'm only playing because I like I've thought this before, and this guy turned it into a bit, and I like that. So it's uh, L Eli Ruffer R U F F E R Ruff, like your mother likes it. <laughs> Somebody recently asked me if straws have one hole or two. I was like, it's definitely just one long hole with openings at either end. But then I was like, wait, I'm just one long hole with openings at either end? It's true. It's true. It's not wrong. I don't like that. <laughs> um, but in the middle, I have this thing called Crohn's disease. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's going to be a joke. <laughs> Not the fact that I have Crohn's disease, that's unfortunately true, but there will be jokes about it. 
Oh Some, God. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're like a donut. Like there. Like if you think about your body, it's like a donut, and the inside there's just a little small like storage bag where you pull nutrients from the outside in that you trap on the center of yeah. that tube. Yeah, that's exactly what we are. That's really weird. Makes perfect sense. It, I guess so. Um, I don't remember what this is. I just have the note of the N word. So uh, Nick Simmons, <laughs> okay. send your emails to nicksimmons at gmail.com. I said it once in my whole life. Here, here's the true story why I ever said it. So I was in second grade and I never heard the word before. And I remember I got on the bus and my, my best friend's name is Josh. And he goes, he's a black kid. He goes, just so you know, because you're white, you can't say this word. So I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, you're white, you can't say it. And I heard that and what I thought he meant was because I'm white, I can't pronounce that word. <laughs> so, so I fucking, I said that shit. Yeah. And the bus driver heard it and she pulled the bus over and she's like, what did you just say? And I said it again. And the next thing I know, I'm in the principal's office and she's like, you're white, you can't say that word. I'm like, why does no one believe in me? Uh, thanks, Thrash. Um, That's pretty good. All right, Way sent this one in. It's a clip from uh, Andrew Santino's podcast where he's trying out a really dumb joke that sounds like you just found it in a joke book, but it's told by a professional comedian, so it's kind of funny. All right, this Jew and his Chinaman are in a box. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jew stands up, punches the Chinaman in the face. I hate this joke. And he said, that's for Pearl Harbor. And the Chinaman says, that was the Japanese. He goes, Chinese, Japanese, all the same to me. Moments later, Chinese guy gets up, Cracks the Jew right in the mouth. Jew says, what was that for? He says, the Titanic. And he says, that that was an iceberg. And he says, iceberg, Steinberg, it's all the same to me. You like it? All right, dude. (laughs) I I kept it in just because it's so painful. I'm sorry. Uh, That's that's the Bad Friends podcast, I think, with Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee. That was the name I couldn't remember. It was Bobby Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's always just fucking with him. Bobby Lee's so easy to fuck with. He takes it well, too. That's why. He does. So there's a listener that we used to say their first name and not their last name because they have a government job. Um, And it was always interesting because their parents spelled their name wrong to start with. So it was always like, hey, this guy, you know, we're not giving away his real name, but we are it's saying pretty unique. Apparently he's getting yeah. a promotion and he's okay. a little bit more concerned with it. So we're going to start calling him T-Bone. Oh, I like it. Okay. He didn't get to choose. He's like, You're gonna have to, can you come up with a nickname? I'm like, yep, it's T-Bone. Uh, all right. So T-Bone <laughs> sent this in. This is about uh, Ukrainian adoptions. He sent in two. I'm actually, I, I told him if I only play one, it's your next one. But I wanted to keep this one in because this, I think this is that comic that has, uh, this is Dan Lamort. This is a comic. I'm, yeah, yeah. There's a new three minute ad on YouTube. I promise you, you can look it up. Isn't this the guy that, um, he's the autistic comic or the, uh, uh, oh, uh, hamburger. What's that one? Asperger's. Asperger's comic? Asperger's. Yeah. I think it is. It right, so, like so, so there's an ad. You can see it on YouTube. St. Jude's has a new part of their charity that's going to the Ukraine to save the, the. children of the war, but they're only taking the ones who have cancer. <laughs> Why are we saving the B team? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sorry, the C team. Why? Aww. You could get upset. None of you go to the supermarket and say, give me the bread that expires tomorrow. None of you. You say, give me the loaf with some life on it. Also, I'm not one to win a war. I'm not a leader. But leave all the kids with cancer in one country. Who's going to attack that country? We will win the war. Again, I went to community college. These aren't well thought out plans. In New Jersey community college. So that's like the major leagues of community college. <laughs> Jesus. All right. And like I said, there's two from him. I doubt you have anything to add, right? No. Not right. That one. So I told him if I'm playing one comedy clip, it's this one. Um, I think the first thing he said was period sex. And it might have, might have cut off. Sex is an interesting thing to me. It's a lot like cocaine, at least to me, because like on paper, officially, I don't do that, but I've never actually been able to say no when it's been offered to me before. <laughs> Uh, I think that was related to something one of us said last week, but I don't remember who. Um, and, thanks, T-Bone. Oh, yeah, yeah, thanks, T-Bone. Uh, and then Alan <laughs> sent this one in. This is a Michael Che joke from when he's doing stand-up. I don't know the answer to that question. A lot of white people ask, when can you say it? When can you not say it? I don't, I don't, this came up twice. Can I say it? I don't know. Hmm. Try it. <laughs> I don't believe that every white person that's ever said the N-word is a racist. I don't know. Maybe you just like music. I don't know. <laughs> you can't just be a racist. You got to earn racism for me. That's just how I feel. You can't just say nigga and you're a racist. You got to earn racism. I had a white girl call me a nigga in an argument, and I didn't even get mad at her because I've known this girl for 20 years. She can't be a racist because she's got low self-esteem. <laughs> you can't think you're better than niggas if you don't even believe in yourself. I don't buy it. <laughs> Sorry. You know what kind of self-confidence you got to have to be a supremacist? <laughs> you think Hitler had body image issues? No, man. That motherfucker believed in himself. He had goals. <laughs> you know, the other two, the other thing, too, is uh, you ever notice how much narcissism there is in conspiracy theories? Yeah, very much so. Like, yes. Like, like to, to be able to be like, okay, no one in the world's figured this out, but I have, and it connects everything. I have, I have all the answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Anyways, well, let's get into our segment. Um, I've got uh, this one. I found this one today all on my own, on my, on my own, on my, I found this all, I found this on my own. I found this by myself. (laughs) I wasn't alone though, but I did find this. Yeah, that's it. Uh, This is a baseball player calling a baseball game. It's a baseball player calling. I'm a, I mean, I was a businessman doing business. (laughs) I love this. I love this app. It's really a fun app. Hmm turn the black cock black uh, we can't turn the <laughs> clock back no it's after midnight we can't turn the clock back and turn it back into the mid 80s and put on a whitey herzog team Came oh up. man you gotta like just keep talking and make people forget about it i think just right push through yeah. push i'm not through, even gonna man. try to say that turn the no clock back I, yeah you can do brave it. alan i'm not gonna try it at all uh hey as we mentioned we've got some michael che here uh there's a little mermaid bit who sent this hold on Mm, don't know. Didn't write it down. Great job, Dustin. Uh, maybe I found this myself. Uh, I don't think I did. This is from uh, Saturday Night Live. It was revealed that the upcoming live-action version of Beauty and the Beast will feature the first gay character ever in a Disney movie. The first gay character? <laughs> I mean, come on. And they showed Ursula from The Little Mermaid. She gave a mermaid a vagina. <laughs> anyway. 
<laughs> a theater in Alabama has already refused to show this version of Beauty and the Beast because in Alabama, gay characters have no place in a children's musical about bestiality. <laughs> <laughs> I when I found out Mr. Hands was gay, that really took me out of the video. <laughs> what Alabama bigot is watching a lady make out with a Bigfoot and thinking, you know what's taking me up out of this uh, cartoon is that fruity-ass candle. <laughs> For, well, he said Mr. Hands. What's Mr. Hands? I thought Mr. Hands was that video with the horse. I thought Mr. Hands, wasn't that like a David Cross thing? I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, if you search for Mr. Hands and just put that in Google, let me know yeah. if it references the horse video from, I think, uh, where your dad lives. That was your dad's part of, part of the country. Do you remember the, the horse thing I'm talking about with Mr. Hands? Oh, yeah. And, and Noom Claw Horse Sex Come on, Alan. Come on. Yes. Yeah. There's like a two and a half second video <laughs> that leads directly to that person dying. I'm certain. What's the, what's the puppet in South Park? Mr. Oh, it's uh, Mr. Hat, isn't Mr. it? Mr. Hat. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, wait, can we go back to Beauty and the Beast a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Because I have some serious questions. Mm. So do you remember that part in the movie where, okay, so all of the, when the guy got turned into a beast, all of his servants got turned into furniture, right? Yeah. Or like tea kettles. Yeah. Yeah. Pe- candle, Mrs. Like, Mrs. Potts wants to fuck Mr. Coffee. We all know that. Yeah. Chip's her right. son. So I don't know where the dad is, but, um, okay. But do you remember the dresser drawer? That's a person, right? Mm-hmm. And I there's, yeah. there's a scene where the dresser drawer opens up and eats like one of the villagers that came there to like kill the beast to kill the beast. And th- so he yeah, opens the drawer, the guy falls while, in, closes yeah. it. But then that person turns back into a person later. The dresser turns into a person later. Mm-hmm. What, what happens to that guy? So there's a person inside. Of it? I think so. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. I I, I, that. I've thought about that a lot since I was a kid. It never really gets so also Gaston did nothing wrong. I will stand by that. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, you do. I actually don't even. I don't. I haven't seen this movie in so long. Wait, I barely remember. Gaston. He was the guy that. Well, no one fights like Gaston. No one does whatever like Gaston. No one. Do you remember this song? Do you not remember this? I song? do. Um, I remember the song? Yeah. I mean, he's he's the most eligible bachelor in the town, and she's I... in love with a Bigfoot, and I think yeah. he's looking out for what's best for her. I don't think that. Look! Look! I get it. He's pushy. He's gaslighting. This is an old story. These are like, these are not good. These are not good men in general in that time period. And yeah, it's a little too domineering and saying, I know what's best for you for our modern sensibilities, but you can't fucking tell me that the guy's saying, Hey, you're not going to marry a dog, man. Like I I think he might be onto something. Like he doesn't know that there's magic going on. Like, why would he suspect that? He's like, no, there's a dog, man. I don't think call me crazy, but I'm going to get the villagers to go kill the dog, man. Stealing our women. I suppose. I don't think he did. I suppose you have a point. All right. I was watching Jeopardy this week and I isolated a couple of clips. This is this is an abrupt turn. Um, I talked about this in the group chat. I didn't watch any. I didn't watch any of this. I don't know. Did you watch any of the clips? Because the clips were okay. Cool. Because I I pulled screenshots, but it was off Google TV on my phone, so there's no video. It's just audio, so it's perfect for the show. Jeopardy is a great show. It's fun. It's boring. It's for old people, but you know I like trivia, so it's fun for me. It's also, do you feel like basketball more than any other sport allows you to like embarrass someone? Oh, just like posterize somebody? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or dribble around and stuff like that. I feel like Jeopardy more than almost any other show allows you to embarrass yourself. And this might be (laughs) the most embarrassing series of questions in a row I've seen wrong. Four questions in a row. Here's the first one. Oh, jeez. 
We'll wager all of it. Oh, that's the best part. He got a daily double. So like you can wager two thousand up to $2,000 if you don't have any $2,000 worth of dollars on the show. Uh, or you can wager everything and make it a true lady daily double. Um, and he made it a true daily double. All right. A true daily double to get us started. Here's your clue. The title of this 2003 film about a big dog is also a symphony that premiered in 1808 in Vienna. Any guesses, Alan? Beethoven? I think you're on to something. I think you're on to something, Alan. <laughs> okay. So you wouldn't go with a Stephen King book, would you? No, Cujo? No, I would not. What's Cujo? <laughs> no, what is Beethoven's fifth? <laughs> I'll take you down to zero. <laughs> Our fucking disdain oh, is so bad. And this is the next question. This question's going to take him into the negatives because you know he's going to get this wrong. Koreo Saram are the half million ethnic Koreans in the former republics of this giant defunct country. Tim. What's Myanmar? No. Okay, I get it. This one's a little confusing, right? So it's a, it's a group of people that are... In the former republics of this giant defunct country. Tim. Giant. What's Myanmar? Giant country, Myanmar, no. right? Myanmar is very small. Yes. What is the USSR? <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking idiot. Okay, I'm not going to play four clips of Jeopardy in a row. Here's the next question. Um, the question was basically like this, um, this group of... He basically, he, he, his answer was that Brazilian slaves picked cotton instead of sugar. I love that one. That was the next one. And then the one after that was there's a Celtic language in Patagonia. Patagonia, it's South America. It's like Chile, Peru, right? Mm-hmm. There's a Celtic language in Patagonia. Celtic, Irish, right? Like UK. Sure. And, and that was the question. Where did those people come from? Where did the, what, what immigrants came to Patagonia and brought that language? And he rang in and said, Argentina. Argentinian immigrants, noted Celtic dialect of Argentina, really isn't even the worst thing people have said about Argentina involving immigrants. But like, that's, that's true. Yeah, true. So fucking dumb. Hey, you know isn't what? Part of uh, never mind. Is it part of Patagonia in Argentina? It might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It I might think be. So. I think you're right. It's yeah, uh, yeah. it's I, I I I'm hung up on Celtic just for a second. It it's criminal that we don't make fun of Boston more for calling it the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never even considered that. Know, you're, you're correct. The, the, just they're so dumb. Should be the Celtic. Like, how dumb are you? Like, how, how did it ever start getting called that? And they're like, "We're Irish proud. We call it the Celtics." Fucking idiots. Boston people are fucking dumb. Um, all right, all right, all right. Um, Unless they listen to Don't Take it, and then you're brilliant. Yeah, we love you. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm gonna skip this one. Uh, this is. If... Wait, have you played? How about that? How about that? Jesus. Oh, I haven't played that in a long time. I don't think I played it on any of the first ones. Something was missing. Thanks. Okay, so we'll uh, let's move into another one here. I don't know who sent this one in. This is if they recast Palpatine with other actors. This is a guy doing voices and stuff. Mm, okay. The deflector shield will be quite operational when your friends arrive. Plot yeah. twist. You got that one. Okay, now. Who, you want to guess who this next one is? The deflector shield thingy, when your friends get here, it's going to be fully operational. Anything? Mm. First one was clearly Samuel L. Jackson, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you fucking uh, racist! That wasn't Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> oh no, it's uh, Morgan Freeman. What's his name? The God Boy. Voice. Ty. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Uh, Wine. Crime. 
Anyone can do Morgan Freeman if you do I words. Charlie Sheen. I don't know. No, no. That was uh, Tony Stark. Um, uh, Robert Downey. Oh. Darth you Give me a little dark side force on my forehead. It's looking all scrody. I've got some very, very bad news for you and your friends about the deflector shield. Tremendously bad news because <laughs> it's going to work and it's going to work tremendously well. I'm afraid the uh, deflector shield. You got this one? Uh, yeah, that's be, uh, uh, quite operation. Uh, Goldblum, Ian, Jeff Ian Malcolm, Goldblum. yes. When your friends arrive, yes, yes. Oh no, no. <gasps> Goodbye, rebels. Electricity. <laughs> Electricity. <laughs> I love Jeff Goldblum so much. Just an impression of it makes me happy. Yeah, agreed. All right, well, let's do a little palate cleanser before we get to something a little bit uh, maybe more serious in our. We're still in. How about that? I have an impossible question to answer. Brought to you by Theo Vaughn. Our history teacher, he would knock girls' pencils off the desk, so he'd check out the rack when he dropped it. Now, that's not to give anybody ideas, but he would, like, like if you were like, oh, uh, what, what's, what's the answer? He would knock off the pencils, so you'd, like, reach down, and he would just stare at the mm. Grand Tetons. Stare at them nugs, huh? Stare at them. Them young nuggets. And he did that for a couple of years, real thick glasses. If so somebody just had 17-year-old tits, would you look at them? You can't... What are you doing? No, just don't ask what I'm doing. Don't ask what I'm doing. Question. I'm not looking. Because oh, it seems like you're looking. Bro, it seems like you're a narc right now, dude. Where's his feed going, huh? Where's his feed going? Nashville PD? Our history. I'd like to remind people he stopped drinking. Uh, all right, let's get into our Isn't that something? something segment. Uh, T-Bone sent this in. It's from uh, Lockheed Martin's. Uh, Lock- okay, so um, this is a guy. So Lockheed Martin was doing like a panel thing at like a symposium or something. And this guy got tickets so that he could crash and ask this question. Lockheed Martin has been identified as one of the most diverse employers in the country, and I was wondering if you knew by any chance how many products or weapons produced by Lockheed Martin, uh, diversity and equity and inclusion bombs have been dropped on the children of Palestine, <laughs> Yemen, or Syria. Nice. And also, do, do you happen to know off the top if any uh, non-binary U.S. Navy divers were used in blowing up the Nord Stream pipelines? <laughs> Lockheed Martin is... Isn't that something? Got the balls on that guy, man. Uh, Isn't that something? Yeah. yeah. I don't think they were Navy divers, though. That's not helpful to get that confused. No. Um, okay. All right. We're in Isn't That Something? And this is almost like a second-half topic. But, Alan, something else happened that's going to take up most of the second half. We kind of have big news. So I guess we'll just have to bump aliens up to the front of the show. So uh, (laughs) if you came here for the indictment and all that talk, stick around. You know where that shit falls. It's at the end of the show after we get to culture wars and stuff like that. Um, But, you know, the world is so fucking bad right now. The, The government's like, there's a guy saying aliens exist. And the government's like, yeah, you can talk. To, you can talk to the media about that. You can go ahead and do that. <laughs> we don't care. And then nobody well, it's been cares. Like this for a minute. Like there was that New York Times article because um, they actually came out and said, "Yeah, we're actually looking at UAPs and, and trying to figure it out." And there's like there's these couple that we really don't know what they are. They are actually are un- unidentifiable. Um, and like nobody really paid that much attention to that. Um, yeah, there's been quite. I mean, Harry Reid, Senator Harry Reid's been all over this for a while. Um, he's a senator for fuck's sake. Yeah. Um, and still like nobody really pays attention. They're like, yeah, whatever. Harry Reid's a funny name, right? Like that's a euphemism for a penis, like a really skinny <laughs> dick. 
that's just my Harry Reid. <laughs> Them's my little ladybugs. Um, do you feel like you can summarize this newest story about the Air Force, uh, the Air Force guy? When we did, when we had Cody on, I feel like we were sort of talking over each other, and I thought you were saying it was from the Discord leaks. You know, this is something different, right? Yeah, this is something different. I know this no. guy's like a leaker with former Air Force dude who claims to have been briefed on like uh, on a, like recovery of uh, alien crafts or or non Earth based crafts. I don't remember. Exactly I, I have like a one minute clip that can summarize it pretty good. Can we do that and then we'll play okay. a little bit more? Okay, yeah, all right, sure. cool. So this is Skeptic's Guide to the Universe talking about it. His name is David Grush. He's a former intelligence official. And like you said, a whistleblower. And he's alleging that the U.S. government is in possession of, and I quote, intact and partially intact craft of non-human origin and information about which has been illegally withheld from Congress. Yep. These guys talk so slowly that I have it at 1.35 and it sounds normal. It sounds normal. (laughs) So apparently he provided this classified information to Congress recently. This is the whistleblower part along with the intelligence community inspector general and filed a complaint alleging that he suffered illegal retaliation for his confidential disclosures reported. He said these are, we have recovered craft. Okay. Alien craft along with alien bodies as well. Actual life forms. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're partial fragments, but enough to apparently do analysis with. And, uh, they've been made and this has been known for decades. It has been hidden for many, many decades. Not just by apparently our government, but governments around the world also apparently have. Uh, if you're looking for photographs, he didn't have any to present. If you're looking for tangible physical uh, items, uh, he didn't have that either. Uh, um, he really didn't have any affidavits or anything from anyone kind of official on any, in any other sort of capacity. But he told them that he was told these things by other people from within the program, the secret program and the system. So we had absolutely rock solid hearsay. <laughs> Where have we heard that before? Give me an effing break. Okay. Um... Do you want to hear him talking about it with the interviewer? I, about There's a five-minute clip from News Nation where he was breaking this. I want to talk about News Nation a little bit. Just put a finger in that. Um, but th- I don't want to play the full five-minute clip. But like the first minute of it, I think, is pretty good. Do you want to share that? Or do you, do you want to jump in before I do that? Uh, yeah, before we get to that. So there was a there's a filmmaker whose name escapes me right now. Yeah, the he guy that worked with, with Bob Lazar and... Uh, this is a different guy. Okay. Um, he just came out with a movie called Moment of Contact, I want to say. Documentary about some incident that happened in South America, I think Brazil, like back in the 90s. Yeah, that where... like it looked like a drunk guy, but it might have been an alien. And it smelled really bad. Yeah. And the, the two girls yeah. walking and, home. I'll yeah, remind you that it was a couple of girls fucking around that started the, the uh, Salem witch trials. Just, you know. Oh, fair. Anyways, he really believes that story is true. He believes that there was a craft discovered. Have you ever seen uh, those like little people that live in the rainforest? I I have. Okay, where's Brazil? (laughs) It's in the rainforest. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know if I bite or not. I just I saw him on a podcast, like Jordan something Uh podcast. Um, He really buys it, and you can tell he really believes it. I kind of think it's a bullshit story. But he claims that craft were discovered in in. I think Way Way buys that. Way Way was sharing stuff about that in the group chat when that was kind of popping oh, up really? again recently. Yeah, I, I remember hearing about it's that. Like nineteen ninety six or yeah, yeah, it was in the nineties, like I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I I don't know. So it is interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know either. But um, it just I don't know. I my my thing is when there's plausible explanations, I just need more proof. That's all. Like I want because sure. th- here's my fucking problem. I might sound like a dick when we play the rest of these clips because spoiler alert. I just. It's what I'm about to say. I want to believe this so fucking bad. It makes so much sense to me. Like, I want it to be true. I can't let my mind go there until I get the proof I need. Like, 
this is like an impulse buy for me. It's like, yep, cool. Got it. Throw that in the cart. Like, yep. Like I can't control myself. Don't put this near the cash register. So like, I, I, like I need to go in with restraints. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. You want to believe like Mulder from the yes, exiles. Yes, I know. Like, I realize I said it a couple of times. Like, damn it. Yeah. Just like the ghost of Kiev. Kiev. Remember that? Jack? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Let me play the first minute or so. This is what it sounds like on News Nation when they broke Grush sat down with investigative journalist Ross Colthart, who is reporting for News Nation on the bombshell whistleblower complaint filed with Congress and the Intelligence Community Inspector General. According to the complaint, in July 2021, Mr. Grush confidentially provided UAP, unidentified aerial phenomena related classified information, to the Department of Defense Inspector General. At that time, Mr. Grush communicated classified information about the improper withholding and or concealment of classified material from the U.S. Congress by certain IC elements. News Nation has confirmed Grush's credentials, but he says he can't show us the proof of the alien craft for national security reasons. In a somewhat frightening revelation, Grush claims the non-human species may not be friendly. I've been told that there have been attempts to bring down craft, that we've acted offensively against non-human craft. There have been instances and there are uh, certain techniques. Have human beings been hurt or killed by a non-human intelligence? While I can't get into the specifics because that would reveal uh, certain US classified uh, operations, uh, I was briefed by a few individuals on the program that there were um, malevolent events like that. his body language looks like he's lying, looking off camera, nodding up and down, a lot of mouth twitches, like that uptick in his voice. I'm not an expert on that, and most of those experts are bullshit too. I'm just saying my gut looks like that's someone that's telling a story. Um, well, either that or maybe he's trying to dance around sure. what he can and can't say. Sure. And, and that would probably look like that. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah that's true. I actually I hadn't thought of it that way, which is what he's claiming it to be. So, sure. Um I think it's interesting the way they told that, like the way that was presented from the people that broke this story, because this is a News Nation like official or exclusive. Um, they, they were like, so here's the guy he's talking about. it. He's saying that he has no proof and he can't provide proof. But he did say that we've shot one down and they've killed us. So in case you like, what are you going to remember from what I just said? Aliens have killed humans. You're not going to remember. Right. There's no proof and he can't down. and he can't prove right. it. Right. <laughs> like, and it, isn't it also isn't it just like the U.S. government to be like. Uh, we didn't shoot them first. Like that was provoked. Like, it's like, okay, <laughs> you saw what we did with a fucking balloon and like, so yeah, yeah. Chinese balloons. Yeah. Um, I, so what's interesting to me is that he, one of the things that's interesting to me is that the, so he was working within the department of defense on a program investigating this. And he says that he, I feel like, I feel like, he might have a bad opinion of the people that he was investigating because they weren't being cooperative with him. I mean, that's his whole point, isn't it? Like his whole point is Congress should know about this. And when I was on this committee investigating it, I I got stonewalled and they said they wouldn't talk to Congress. So I'm doing this now, which I, I do appreciate. I want to hear all this stuff, but like, it sounds like you're mad at the people that didn't give you the information you asked for. And they have some motivated reasoning to not share it with you. Yeah, well, I mean, he says that he never actually personally saw anything. He never really personally saw any sort of craft or or alien or even parts of, of craft or alien. So it's all it's all you know hearsay essentially. He says he was briefed about these things. 
dude, it's but never actually saw it. Right. And then he, but he still has the nerve to be like, but from my understanding, there's a multi-decade cold war mm-hmm. and that what we're trying not to let China and Russia get, of course it's, you know, that's who it is. Right. Um, I mean the story in the, that one in Brazil I was talking about, the story is that American, an American plane landed and took the stuff away. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. They always do seem to get there first, huh? <laughs> oh, there's a whole thing about men in black in that in that story too, which is weird. Yeah. Um let me show you what it's like on uh I like that this is News Nation. <laughs> so I had a super credible news outlet. I had like no impression of News Nation before this, mm-hmm. but I wanna say just off my gut that they are like a Fox wannabe during the election. I would say so. Okay. It feels like with what happened, whatever happened over at Fox, they're like, Mm -hmm. like they looked at it and they're like, well, okay, we get it. Our demo likes hoaxes and conspiracies. And Fox was like, they, they read those facts too. And they're like, we're going to go with Trump's lies about the election. That's a perfect (laughs) one. It's conspiracies. It's our, our channel's audience, favorite guy. Like we'll go with it. (laughs) And then news nation is just like aliens. We're not getting sued. Who's going to fucking sue them? Like, no one can see you talking about aliens. Yeah, they're like History Channel approach on this shit, you know? Um, so this is what this is more of what... It, so I, I've got a... Part of why I'm so cynical about this is I think that that host is like... It's all. It's just all about him. The, the reporter on this feels like he's really grandstanding. So this is him being interviewed on News Nation by one of their anchors. I guess as somebody who's legally trained, I just think that's appalling. It represents a breakdown in the accountability controls in your government. People have exceeded the their authority. And I'll tell you one thing that really shocked me. One person in the program told me that they refer to the president the president of the United States is not briefed in, in most cases, into the program because he is, quote, a temporary employee. The arrogance of these people is palpable. That's what shocks me. There are a cadre of people who have taken it upon themselves to keep a secret for no good reason. The public have a right to know no. that people are engaging with a non-human oh, intelligence no. on this planet. L- let me and ask you this, Ross. I, so the the host actually sort of injects some skepticism with questions on there. I, I watched the whole the whole show on their network. It was like I watched. The whole <laughs> oh wow! Thing. You got um, sucked down the rabbit hole for sure. So temporary employee thing, right? That that got you, huh? It did. Yeah. <laughs> I think with everything going on with Trump and his documents and stuff, I'm pretty sure they're gonna. I mean, that that's why they think that they're like, we can't let this guy know this. What if they take? I don't know, a hundred, like cases and cases of boxes home and stash them in their bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> right what if or in the shower yeah you know, on yeah. A stage, or, yeah the, the stage the the basement my favorite part of the basement picture was that there's a giant like industrial strength copying machine in the corner you're like oh wow like just all in one so i got the ones without the bleeds yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh yeah you can't take those to kinko's you're gonna be on tape doing that no. um do you remember when people would come into the copy center at staples there was this woman at the napa store that once a month would come in and copy her uh, she would literally cut with scissors and paste her uh, phone bill to cut out it was obvious she was cutting out her phone calls to her boyfriend oh interesting yeah, no i don't every week, remember stuff like that smoking hot just like a fucking <laughs> 11 teen out of 10 oh damn yeah. okay anyways. that's wild um oh uh this is him talking about other countries 
good idea of how many there are. But just listen to this guy. I feel I just tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like this reporter is making it like as much about him about as him. and his yeah. presentation. I mean, it's good for this type of a network. I think like it's an entertainment show, but they're like, we're sure. an entertainment show. Fox says it. We're an entertainment show. They won in court by saying that. And like they, they they're like, good. We just won't say lies and we're good. But David in the interview with me <laughs> explained that he doesn't want the public to know yet because he doesn't want our adversaries to know. He doesn't want the Russians or the Chinese to know too much about how advanced the Americans are in terms of what they've been able to recover. And that's because I know from my own sources, the Russians particularly, but probably also the Chinese, have also recovered non-human technology. I mean, I'm just shocked he didn't say North Korea and Iran. What's been going on, Brian, is a secret Cold War, a battle between the great powers to gain control of this technology and to master it. And the the terrible thing is, if you think about the fact that your president controls a technology that can literally destroy the planet, nuclear weapons, and we've we've known that these UAPs are interfering with these nuclear sites. There's a great book about this by a friend of mine, Robert Hastings. I think that part's worth talking about. I mean, all those stories about how, like, every time there's nuclear testing or sites being built, there's a lot of UFO sightings. Now, that could be, that's when you get the reporting of that. You know, all the stuff we saw around Y2K, you know, there's nothing special about the, you know, human invented year 2000. Um, 100%. 100%, Yeah. A hundred. It is weird, though. Uh, Do you have more thoughts on that or no? No. Oh, you look like you did. Thanks. Your great improv partner, Alan. Um, so, so, uh, zip, zap, stop, stop. <laughs> no, <laughs> zip, 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 Alan. Um, uh, I, okay. So I, I just want to say like, I kind of liked the news nation take, like, I really liked what I said earlier. Like, I, I, I believe that I, I think that's what they've got going on. And it seemed like a healthy, fun form of skepticism. That's relatively harmless, despite like terrifying implications. Mm, yeah <laughs> i yeah just um it's not the same as you know claiming that an election was stolen or, i mean you know, they're clearly they're trying to cipher river right mules the ten thousand mules or whatever no ten thousand yeah. sealed indictments two thousand mules i can't remember like yeah but yeah that when you just picture the ten thousand sealed indictments you're like how did anybody believe q ever like you'd have to create a new building and fill it with people just to do that like okay um yeah. the uh They're siphoning Fox viewers, right? Isn't that what they're trying to do? Like, this is the moment to do so. And they came out with the best story to do that with and get away with it harmlessly. Well, I mean, I think Fox has already seen some. Yeah, but these guys had the special. Like, anything that got shared around was from this channel. But Fox knows they've been bleeding. Oh, right. OAN and and Newsmax since they, you know, called the election against Trump. Um, By the way, they had Bill Barr on the other day. I have clips of it. Okay. Uh, right, cool. so, no, talking about the indictment or no? Yeah. 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 I, I think it's from Fox. Yeah. Well, well yeah. speaking of the former president's administration, I mean, they've interrupted Trump's like rallies to in, like correct him. Like they've, they've corrected mm-hmm. him on the flight. That's like, that's because of the money, right? That's because of the that's lawsuit. Because, that's definitely because of the lawsuit. Yeah. They don't want to fuck around with that shit anymore. They found out. Okay. Do you have any like I, I I know this is a lot for the first like we're still got a lot of uh, isn't that something left? But do, do you, aliens, Alan? Like we're having a serious conversation about aliens. Well, I think that 
I agree with what Cody said on the show last week, which is Fermi Paradox, you know, it seems very unlikely that we're the only evolved life in the universe. Um, I don't know that I buy any of these stories. I mean, they're interesting. They're fun to talk about. But, like, I don't think that that's necessarily how contact would happen. Um, what? You don't think I, the aliens would lose a bunch of ships on our planet and that's the last we ever hear about them? <laughs> I would think that seems unlikely. They might show yes. back up for that, right? Like in a way they that they don't up. lose one more again. Like, well, that Brazil story, he believes that another uh, UAP came back looking for the one they lost. Oh well, well okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I got I went <laughs> off on another one. tangent. Well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You remember, there's the, that's the real conspiracy is all these uh, proxy wars going on on our planet are real plot proxy wars between like the grays and the whatever's like some other two types of aliens, but that's more of, um, let's shove earthworms up our ass type stuff. You know, <laughs> where's Indeed. that at? I was already on that page. Let's cram earthworms up our area. Uh, I feel like Bob Lazar did this better. Yeah. And even him, like, I don't, at least don't he said he was working on it. He's like, I worked on the anti-gravity machine. Isn't that something you want to get back into how we normally do this? Maybe yeah. I should have put that towards the end of isn't that something. Oh, great. Not this again. Uh, they were talking about the fires. This is leftover from the fires from last week and everything going on in Canada. Mm-hmm. And how bad I went from massive fires burning all of Canada to I live in New York. I can't breathe like we're, we're, we deserve it. We deserve now, it. public officials in America, including New York's mayor, have urged people to stay indoors and to wear masks. Oh, God damn. What are the specific health concerns arising from this smoke? Oh, so we're back to this shit again. Everybody go inside and wear masks. Like it's just, yeah. That's not the that's not the Times. That's the Economist, isn't it? Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. Did I say it was from the Times? I think so. Oh, I think I just said New Yorkers. Oh, oh okay. And they said New York's mayor. What is? What are you doing? Isn't that something? <laughs> isn't that something? <laughs> it is something, Alan. Um, I was listening to Hacker in the Fed, and uh, huh? Chris was talking to um, Hector. Hector. Yeah, about. Um, so there's a zero click iPhone exploit in iMessenger. Did you did you listen to that episode? I haven't heard that episode. No, but I've I've heard about this. Okay, uh, can you describe that? Because this clip barely talks about the hack, and it only talks. I, it's follow up about them being funny. So zero click means that basically you get like a message, and you don't even have to click on a link or anything, and just getting that message infects your phone and allows them to look at what you're doing, your text messages, your phone calls, all that sort of thing. Unless you reset your phone, it stays on there. And this one is so clever that it's a text message you receive, but if you get it in the middle of the night, it it automatically goes into your phone and then it deletes the text message. So you never even know what happened. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is similar it's to... scary shit. Well, it is because it's similar to what the Saudis paid for from the Israelis so that they could hack the phone of Khashoggi and chop him up with bone saw and cook him in a tandoori oven. Okay. Let me set it up. So their take on it was that what was, what I thought was hilarious was they started talking about how the code names or the, the, there's names in the code or there's names of the applications. I'm not sure. And they're like anime themed. And I guess in the hacker community, things that are anime, like the NSA is, supposedly like famous for hiring all their, all their hackers are anime nerds. Apparently like that's enough of a thing that it's a meme. I hadn't heard that before. Yeah. That's funny. So they start talking about that. Sure, I that some of the domains were 
There's also uh, the article has some the CNC command and control domains um, that were used in this. Did you see anything funny in the command and control uh, domains? Yeah, no, there was a lot of there was a lot of back and forth on Twitter that some of the domains were references to like anime. And then there was like kind of like the meme, like NSA agents are, you know, anime nerds or whatever. Yeah. So, this is, you know, Hector is alluding to, um, you know, there's some speculation going back and forth. The, the Russian government is saying that this uh, zero click was used to target Russia by the United States. So we made security it. agency. Uh, yep. We don't have any insight on that whatsoever. Wink, wink. <laughs> no. This is an FBI agent talking about it and not saying we didn't do that, saying we don't have any insight on that. Security agency. Uh, yep. We don't have any insight on that whatsoever. Why well, is that the first thing you wink, said, wink. Chris? <laughs> no, no wigs for me. Uh, well, <laughs> no you and I are not of like mind on that. You son of a bitch. Hey, we've had this guy on the show. I- I'm not saying that this is what he's doing, but I feel like I know him enough and seeing how he communicates that if he was saying that that's what he's doing, he would present it that way and then say, what? I didn't say that. You son of a bitch. <laughs> mind you on that. You yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> So, yeah, but uh, yeah, they're saying that the uh, the domain names, you know, are, are sort of, you know, anime-ish. And, uh, but you and I know that the some of the guys at the NSA like anime, right? Yeah, why not? I mean, they're... they're uh, that, I don't know. Did you see the... Did you see the thing about AWS today? No, but I just want to say that I think that we did that to hack into Russia's phones. It's just sort of like Stuxnet. Like, now it's out there, but at least we got to the Iranians. Good job, Israel. I mean, I, I certainly would, wouldn't put it past us, yeah. but I think that anime, inserting anime domains is, I don't think that. Or maybe would, people would do that, that to make it look like it was the NSA. Make it look like it was yeah. NSA, yeah. Yeah. or because they thought it was funny. Yeah. But yeah, AWS went down um, today, and a lot, of, a lot of major websites use AWS. That's funny. Um, I was working and, on a rapper today called an AWS. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, they, um, they that's, for, that's for Corey. As far as I've seen, they... Ha- they haven't said like what they think the cause of it was. Really? They um, wow. They it's normally right away. Yeah, I haven't seen anything yet that says what they think it was. Just that there was an outage and that it affected a lot of major websites for some period of time. Do they have so many? Cooling... Usually, it's like a DOS attack. Usually, they have so many service uh, or what? So many of those um, data centers in like Phoenix and Arizona, oh, yeah. Eric, because the land's so cheap. I don't know how long that's a good idea to like, Hey, we're going to put our super hot building that requires constant cooling. We're going to put it in the middle of the fucking desert. And it's only going to be like 140 and 15 years there. Yeah. That's and no water. So like, yeah. I think they have a lot of servers in places that are really cold too, though. Cause okay. it's easier to keep. Yeah. I'm sure they have it all yeah. over. Um, yeah. There's a, uh, the, there's a new law in Poland that's, mm, yes. that's looking at Russian interference and it can lead people to having up to 10 years in prison. Um, and there, people are concerned that they could be weaponized naturally. It's like, basically like if you, if you, if, if they, if, if you're suspect, if you can be proven to be involved in Russian interference, you'll be in prison for up to 10 years. So obviously people could weaponize that. Um, they're like, also like, sounds like something that's already against the law, right? Well, maybe not actually. Yeah. But I, I was just imagining like, if that were to be in place in in our country, yeah. what what somebody like Trump might have done with that, or uh, what something like Biden would have done to would've get Trump, with, you know? Yeah, yeah, both, both. Um, yeah. The uh, so here's the Economist talking about that, um, and and they're using a little bit of context of why people are afraid of it, and they 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 reference a historical event, and I feel like that historical event might might surprise you. It surprised me. 
politicians traitors and stooges. And he appears to have a particular grudge against Donald Tusk, who heads the country's biggest opposition party, which is called the Civic Platform. Donald and- Tusk. The, so the number one opposition to the incumbent president in Poland, Poland. In Poland is Donald Tusk. What are the odds? Who served as prime minister between 2007 more and 2014. And it was just, it was during that time of office for Mr. Tusk that Mr. Kaczynski's brother, who at the time was Poland's president. So the guy now, Kaczynski, his brother, who at the time was the president of Poland, while Tusk was the leader of that other group, happened to have died in a very tragic plane crash near the Russian city of Smolensk, along with 95 other people. We know about this. Giant tragedy. This is the one that, uh, that, that Putin had shot down, right? Right death of poland's president that's not even speculatory right like it's 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 been proven they tried to sort of muddy up the waters but it's provable that russia did that intentionally right as far as i recall russia just still denies it but as far as i recall it's it's pretty much in, incontrovertible evidence that's been submitted that the, yeah they the did death okay of poland's president at the time but for over a decade his brother who is now the chairman of the party and many of his fellow politicians in the party have propounded a conspiracy theory which is that russia was behind this plane crash and worse than that they've accused mr tusk their opponent of complicity in a cover-up during his term of office so there is a so i get that they're saying that because the topic of the show is people using that um that new law yeah but i i don't think it's a conspiracy isn't that something proven yeah yeah dude like the second we stopped recording last week you sent me this chris christie announcement uh let me me, i was like motherfucker we just did it hey can i just say this to you i think putting that big topic in there really fucked up the flow oh did it uh live and learn we'll we'll learn from it okay it's something everybody keep that segment you know yeah the grift from this family is breathtaking it's breathtaking. Jared Kushner and Ivanka Kushner walk out of the White House and months later get $2 billion from the Saudis. $2 billion from the Saudis. You think it's because he's some kind of investing genius? Or do you think it's because he was sitting next to the President of the United States for four years doing favors for the Saudis? That's your money. That's your money he stole and gave it to his family. You know what that makes us? A banana republic. A lonely, self-consumed, self-serving mirror hog (laughs) is not a leader. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's say Donald Trump could settle it in 24 hours. Let me tell you how he would. He'd give Ukraine to Russia. And he said it. He said it on television. He said it at CNN and he said, look, Russia's going to wind up with Ukraine anyway, so what's the difference? That's how he'd settle it in 24 hours. He calls Zelensky and say, hey, guess what? Time to raise the Russian flag up on the pole. We're out of here. Just hitting he all the He stood on bases. the stage in New Hampshire and said he was going to balance the budget in four years. And he left with the biggest deficit of any president in American history. He- you know, what's funny is I was about to say it's not really his fault the pandemic happened. And then I was like, well, it was half as bad as it was because of the shit he did. So he said <laughs> he was going to eliminate the national debt in eight years. He added $3 trillion to the national debt in four years. Let me tell you something, everybody. I mean, he's coming out swinging, obviously. Yeah. Kushner, the Saudis, Ukraine, like. Yeah. 
he's I think he's trying to differentiate himself. It's, it, there's a lot of candidates in the Republican field right now, and most of them are so deferential to Trump because they're scared shitless mm -hmm. of dealing with him um, and his fans that he, they don't want to say anything negative. Yeah, he was um, basically a speechwriter and a debate prepper, and then he didn't get a cabinet position. He was butthurt, so he's like, nah, fuck him. Right. Like, yeah, I, and he's obviously not concerned about it at all, which, I mean... You know, I, I agree with everything he just said. It about makes him Trump, pretty likable, right? Like, I would vote yeah. for this guy. Like, I would, like, I'm, I'm like, because the thing is, you could tell me something bad about him, and I'd be like, right, bring me the next candidate that has zero things that I don't fucking like about him. Like, like, and, and the thing I like about him is we won't be, like, if a conservative wins, we won't have to hear so much from that whole wing of American politics right now. And it could be a conservative that actually, is, like, does effective things that I'm happy about. Like, great. Like, just don't like literally don't tread on other people. Do your conservative stuff. I'm, you know, I have a lot of conservative ideas too. Uh, don't fuck up the like, actual liberal things, liberal as in you don't have to make laws against this shit. Right. Like I, he seems very palatable to me. I, I definitely would rather vote for him than Joe Biden. Interesting. I mean, I don't think he was going to win the primary anyway, so it doesn't matter. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, even if well, he's even looking if for Trump's... New Hampshire, because in New Hampshire, you can vote as an independent. This is what I'm trying to say. He's appealing to independents. Sure. I, it's, I don't think it's enough, but um, I, I think even if Trump's in an orange jumpsuit, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, enough. yeah, sure. Well, do you want to hear him? This is like a meat and potatoes answer, but then he kind of turns it and there's a lot of passion in this. Or a post about yeah. the baby formula shortage last year. She's a Republican, says she plans to support uh, President Trump in 2024. Sarah, welcome. Hey, Sarah. Um, my question is, where do you stand on issues such as Americans struggling to make ends meet? Wait. Meanwhile, our current administration is Sorry, sending billions of dollars to Ukraine. Sorry, the way she talks reminds me of this. Americans are unable to do so. I personally believe... <laughs> I personally believe that u.s americans are unable to do so okay sorry 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 because <laughs> there's not enough maps to right i know <laughs> well i'll deal with both those first the reason we're struggling to make ends meet is because government spending under joe biden has gone completely out of control and that out of control spending after the, the economy is already recovering near the end of president trump's time um, he still followed a crazy liberal agenda to spend trillions more and caused inflation that has been worse than it's been since the Jimmy Carter era. And so the first thing we have to do, and one of the first things I would do as president, is to say we are imposing fiscal discipline again in this country. And that's why if I'm at the top of the ticket, we won't be losing like we lost in 2018 and 2020 and in 2022. We'll have a Republican House and a Republican Senate. And I will say to Kevin McCarthy, and if it's Mitch McConnell or whoever the leader of the Senate would be at that time, Job one is to get spending under control because the more we spend, the less you can spend. I mean, that's and appealing. that's what's horrible for family, families. But it's talking it's positive. And I'll tell you the truth, Donald Trump spent more money um, than, you know, Barack Obama did in a four-year period and left us with a bigger deficit, even though he promised that he was going to balance the budget in four years. All right. Um, I feel like I'm playing a lot of did this you see that? Did you see that egg prices dropped like 14% in the last month? No, that's good. I mean, most of the reason egg prices went up is because of the uh, the bird flu, and they had to call all these birds. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they're saying it's the biggest drop since like 1950s or something. And yeah, but it went up. There's like also a, it went up. It, they went up massively. Dropping 14 percent isn't uh, enough. It's not back to normal. That's they're like when Biden said he stopped spending after his uh, 
He, we saved money on this year's budget. It's like, yeah, compared to 21 and 2022. Yes, you're right. What were you, home prices? No, not home prices. Uh, online prices for just consumer goods. Is what, dropping? Dropping as well. Yeah, that's good. I saw, but I also saw 4% inflation. And I don't know, last time I checked, I'm not getting that kind of return on my savings account. Um, <laughs> the, this is him about, the, I want to play one more clip from him. This is about uh, the debate stage and confronting Trump. You got a great education? You can go and you can make your own business and make it work and be successful and set an example for your children. Let me ask you, you've been on a debate stage with the former president. You've helped prep him for uh, for debates. Both times. Uh, What would be different this time? (laughs) Because I'm not prepping him. Um, (laughs) So one, he's going to be a lot worse. (laughs) Second, second. Look, last time, Anderson, and I admitted this in New Hampshire a few months ago, we all made a mistake. Every one of us on that stage made this mistake. We got convinced that we should all fight amongst ourselves. Myself, Marco Rubio, Jeb Bush, John Kasich, kind of the establishment lane of the party. And that somehow it was going to be like the NCAA tournament, you know? We were going to advance to the next round, and we were going to face the winner of Trump, Carson, and Fiorina. Well, guess what? By the time we all got done fighting with each other, Trump won the nomination. We cannot let that happen this time, and I will not let it happen this time. I'm going to take him on directly, and not because I don't like him. I'm going to. I just like him that that not because I don't like him. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Let's get a little bit more of our traditional listeners. Um, I think right before one of those clips, me and Alan had a little talk in the kitchen. And I'm sorry. I, I put a big subject at the beginning of Isn't That Something? I know how the show works. We go bam, bam, bam. Then we get to that stuff. Then we go to half. I won't do that again to you. Uh, let's try to get our rhythm back. Um, I could pull a sneaky on you and clip that out and put it at the end and we could do some fake shit. I am a really good editor, but uh, I, I'd rather give you a, more of a genuine product. So um, this is a great clip. Keith sent this in. This is how to protect, how to protect those robot police dogs. You know, it's, it's something you're going to be seeing more and more, and you'd hate to see anything happen to them. So follow these steps. You'll make sure that they'll always be safe. About the new NYPD police dog. Don't mind so I made a quick list on what not to do to ensure that we as a united people can keep these dogs operational at their maximum capacity for as long as possible. To ensure the longevity of the NYPD police dogs, please avoid the following behaviors. Placing objects shorter than 30 centimeters, such as cans or buckets filled with paint or gels, in front of it as it may have trouble detecting them. Allowing its legs to get caught in wires, cords, nets, rebar mesh or fencing, as it may cause the robot to tumble. Operating it on slippery surfaces like sand, dust, or liquids, as it may not perform well. Avoiding placing a mirror in front of it, as it may confuse its obstacle detection system. Bright lights should also be avoided, and do not cover the robot with a blanket. Refrain from attempting to give it a bath or exposing it to a large amount of water. Being mindful that it may fail to detect transparent objects, such as glass doors, and objects thinner than 3 centimeters, such as poles and ladders. Not turning it off by pressing and holding the blue button at its rear for two seconds. (laughs) Ensuring that a mixture of oil-based paint, motor oil, and sand is is not used on the camera or anyone's visor. As the paint is difficult to clean, the oil may damage the rotors and joints, and the sand will cause havoc on any transparent glass or plastic surface. By following these guidelines... That's just like like police... What what are those called? Crowd Control 101 is... You don't want to get sand in that mix because if that gets on their shields, they're not going to be able to see through them. 
and the yeah, oil and the paint's going to be really tough to get off. So yeah, keep that away from them. Don't don't do that. Um, do you want to hear Black Science Man talking about why he doesn't say BC or CE? Sure. Okay. I forgot his name. I'm sorry. Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's right. I called you racist earlier for saying that guy was Michael Jordan. <laughs> I'll use BC and AD in my writings. Wait, I... It wasn't Michael Jordan. Wesley Snipes. What's the <laughs> guy? Jackson. No, no, it wasn't Samuel L. Jackson. I know. I said it. You what? said it. And I was like, oh yeah. What's the guy's name? It was What's... Morgan Friedman. That's right. I. My bad. Still do you it. You don't use BCE? I don't use BCE. Mm, okay. Okay, first of all... Doesn't make any sense. BCE... This is not is, current era 2,000 years ago. I'm going to tell you. So BCE, as you know, stands for before common era, and CE stands for common era. So this is de-religiousifying AD and, B, and BC. Right. Yet, of course, they reference the same calendar. Right. Okay? Well, who invented the calendar we all currently use in modern society? It's called the Gregorian calendar. It was invented by the Catholic Church, by Jesuit priests in the 15th... 1880s, assigned by Pope Gregory to fix the problems in the calendar. I'm not playing this papist propaganda. All right, you get the point. Isn't that um, something? I, I will say, if they if they corrected all the history books and started everything over, the time to change it to is 1492. Like, once people realized that they've, like, or, or no, uh, Magellan? Magellan? Magellan, yeah. Like, once we realized the full scope of the planet... That's the common era, and you can call that CE. Prior to that, it's like just the frontiers, man. We're going out to the frontiers. Frontiers. You like the way I say it? <laughs> Way sent this in. This is how to defeat the U.S. military and sink aircraft carriers. Oh. This is not like, this is the opposite of that police dog one. To defeat the mm. U.S. Navy and sink aircraft carriers. One option is hiring retired Marine Lieutenant General Van Ripper. Still Dude. alive. In a 2002 millennial challenge, he went up against the entire U.S. military, and he won. They had him be on the red team, so he's the enemy. He knew exactly what the battle plan of the U.S. was going to be. They first were going to take out all electricity, intercept all signals. So how did he avoid this? He started using World War II technology. He started using lights and flags to be able to get aircraft off the runway. And the U.S. was like, how is he getting so many aircraft off the runway? And sent these aircraft, as well as fast boats, little tiny boats, at the ships. And they were able to figure out the location of the American vessels and then swarm them in mass and sending all of their cruise missiles. In the process, he defeated the 16 ships, one aircraft carrier, 10 cruisers, and five amphibious ships, which would have led to the deaths of 20,000 service members. The U.S. military was not happy with the fact that he won, and they said, hey, you cheated. They wouldn't have done this. And so they changed all the rules to make it so that they would win. This is probably still very effective, because while they have taken some... All right, I, I don't imagine China would be looking at that and thinking the same thing. I mean, that's like what their little fleet is, right? Like, the, they're like, we have 30,000 boats in our Navy because they include, like, every fishing boat, you know? Yeah. It's like, well, okay, well, we include every house with a gun in our army. Come and get it, you know? <laughs> uh, Way sent that one in. I meant to say Brennan sent that other one in. I also played them out of order. Um, I'm going to skip this one. Zuckerman was on Lex Friedman podcast. If we had a boring week, I'd probably play that. But do you want to listen to a robot talk? Zuckerberg. The thing no, that sucked about it was that he, uh, the thing that sucked about it, get it, was uh, he's like, we've got an AI too, and our AI is going to make it better for creators to create an AI of them so they can communicate with their fans. It's like, that's terrible. Like, I'll be sure to never <laughs> do that. that. Like, I would, well, could you imagine, like, I do not think of anybody who's like, 
okay, this sounds so cheesy, but like, I feel like we have a little community. Like I would not disrespect that by putting a fake you and me up there be like, Hey, I'm Alan. I hope you're feeling great, buddy. Uh, are you sad? Don't feel sad. Silly. Listen, not take it. Like it's so <laughs> fucking horrible. I hate his, I'm actually starting to cry. Like it makes me sad. I get emotional over weird things. The song nine to five makes me cry every time I hear it. No kidding. I don't know what it is. Like, I, I think it's like the monotony of the work life and how like, it doesn't matter because you'll just, you know, end up being all a, yeah. over again tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, There's another aliens clip. There was a family in Phoenix. It's like there's an eight foot long alien in our backyard. I'm not going to play the police tape because everybody sent that to me. You've all heard it already. Um, Let's play this. The Iran's uh, this was on The Economist this morning. We'll go to lunch after this. Uh, I was listening to The Economist podcast this morning and they were talking about Iran's nuclear ability has been upped. Because we just found out they've been building a secret bunker in their super remote mountains. And the bunker is like 100 meters underground, which is, I don't know. That's a tenth of a kilometer, I think. It's pretty far. Okay. Um, pretty deep. So it's like six miles? Five miles. Probably like no, five miles. It's okay. not even, no. No? Okay. No. So it's like 10 feet. I know it's a it's big not, it's, difference. It's probably... Like, what, half a mile? Wait, was it meters? It was like 100 meters. I'm not dumb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like 120 yards, something like that. Maybe 130. Um, anyway, the uh, I should be able to do my 100s. Like, that should be an easy one, right? I know 100 pounds is 225 kilograms because we called that one Michigan unit when I lived in Michigan. No joke. The doctors in Michigan call 225 pounds one Michigan unit because most people in Michigan are about 225. Interesting. Interesting. Interessante. Um, so Isn't this is about, something? this is. Isn't that something? I'm not done yet though. This is about, uh, this is so, so Iran has been working on their nuclear capabilities in that bunker. Right. And you're right. not going to believe it, Alan. Which have hugely expanded its enrichment capacity. And based on the quarterly inspection report in February of the International Atomic Energy Agency, the UN's nuclear watchdog, David Albright estimates that Iran could produce enough weapons-grade uranium for a nuclear... Do you want to guess in how many days, Alan? (laughs) Two weeks-ish? Yeah, 12 days! In just 12 days. (laughs) More worrying still. (laughs) That's always 12 days! Didn't I pull up a report, a a news headline from like 2002, where they're like, Iran is 12 days away. Like, it's always always, 12 days. It's always 12 days. By the way, doesn't it sound an awful lot like... the plot to the new uh, Top Gun movie as well. Yes, right. Because well, I mean, you get that because nobody else realizes they're in. It's Iran. It's definitely Iran. It was <laughs> Iran in the new Top Gun. Uh, I got a question. We can go to half. Okay. Okay. Right, I'm you. actually really proud of this one, and I want an answer. Okay. Have you ever seen a balsa tree? No. Where's all this wood coming from? <laughs> My pants. I feel like I feel like they're in like Africa or something. I don't think they grow domestic. That's where it is. So that's that your excuse. Sure. Some place that you've never been to and that's, don't want to go. I, Racist. Just off the top of my head, I think that's that my. I don't know if that's the right. balsa trees are from Africa. All right, you heard it here first. I'm getting a beer. Drive safe. <laughs> See you on the B side. This is the B side of our Potter sports fans. I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. In the canyons of your mind, 
I will wander through your brain To the ventricles of your heart, my dear I'm in love with you again. By the way, balsa grows in South America, mostly Ecuador. It's a tree? Yeah. I wouldn't have included that. I really didn't think it was a tree. (laughs) No, do you want to hear my real answer? Yeah. I thought it was like a treatment to a type of wood, and like some guy named Balsa Uh, did it, and they were like, it's called balsa wood now. And I was also like, it's one of those uh, Berenstein things. Mandela effect, and it was always called balsa's wood, but we, you know the mouth doesn't want to make that shape, so we call it balsa wood. That was my uh, alternate universe. Of that. So yeah, uh, it does also grow in Africa, though. I, I knew oh, about that. Man, Most I liked it better when you were racist. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got another question we can come back with. Okay. Uh, oh, I got to stop deleting these, by the way. I just delete them. I delete all the ones that I've said. But if I don't delete them, I, later on, I can look again. through and be like, here's a, you know, we could make something with it. But they're gone. I'm not going to go back and listen to all 268 episodes to find my dumb <laughs> questions. Um, <laughs> let's see. Well, this one came up naturally. Do you know the name of the opposition leader in Poland? That's still weird to me. I did not know that before you played that clip. So. It's weird. Hey, was that song? Do you okay? You know the song "Secret Agent Man," right? Secret Agent. Of course. Yeah. When I was a kid, I thought it was Secret Asian Man. <laughs> I didn't know what a secret agent was. Um, is that surf rock? It's kind of mm, surf rock, right? Kinda. I wouldn't say kinda. It kind of is. Okay. It kind of is. Yeah. If so, then. Was it the inspiration for Point Break? <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Is it the movie? Yeah, it's a surf yeah. secret agent m- movie. Yeah. Or Austin Powers, one of the two. Yeah. Well, no, that's Secret Agent Man. Right, right. But right. he's not, he doesn't surf, Alan. I, don't, I think you missed the point. I'll work on it. I'll work on <laughs> the it. The surfing. It. Yeah. yeah, the surfing we'll was get the there. point. Yeah. We'll get there. All right, well, let's get back to the show. <laughs> um, this will be our uh, best of the right this week. Uh, let's get huh. through these pretty quick because Alan, the president, did something. Um, oh, yeah. So we got to talk about it. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Ooh, did you hear that? I almost, everybody, they're going to think I'm a secret. Uh, that I, I, almost let everybody, I, let, I almost let everybody know that I'm like a secret agent of Asian man. Yes, I heard you. <laughs> of, of, of the right. Because I said the president, not our president. I meant the, <laughs> you get it. Former. Yeah, the, oh, the well, right. But like, you know. You know, <laughs> I, I know. Yeah, I know. Um, oh, this is uh, DeSantis at a gas. You know those videos at the gas station when you just want to fuck gas. <laughs> when you want to fuck gas, <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> you just want to fucking pump gas. This is why I didn't want to say uh, turn black. I didn't do oh, that on purpose. Oh. I didn't do that on purpose. I'm not gonna. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> turn back the clock. Black, 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 black. <laughs> <laughs> this is um these are those dumb videos you know how it's always like hi i'm marina marinudos and i'm here to tell you about blueberries i know you just want to get uh, gas it's so I fucking loud commercials. uh yeah. but they do like political campaigns there too and uh they're mm-hmm. wild for this one and i've partnered with gas station tv to celebrate my presidential campaign 
For a limited time, when you order a meatball sub inside, you'll also receive a free I'm voting for Ron DeSantis, and I eat at the gas station t-shirts. So if you're a true American patriot who likes to chow down on road meat, please buy my meatballs, wear my shirt, and help me defeat the woke mind virus. <laughs> How is that not in the first half? Uh, okay. Um, That's very good. Yeah. Okay, so this is real. Okay, so that was fake Ron DeSantis. Mm. in a real video and here's real a real ron desantis ad where he used fake ai images for the ad now this is an audio podcast um mostly because i don't want to edit video but this is an audio podcast (laughs) right and you're just going to hear the commercial i guess keep in mind a couple of the images that flash on the screen while they while he's while they're doing the, the the commercial are okay. generated by, by AI. And I'm okay. going to ask you afterwards if you think you care. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Oh, okay. Hi, I've seen this before. I played it here. So it's that guitar is at first, you know, I thought it was typical um, Instagram post where it's like the, the music's too loud. So the commercial is a bunch of guitar and Trump going, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. And they're like, this is reality TV, Trump. You're all fired. All four are fired. You're fired. Today I walk in, I hear I'm going to fire him. I'm not firing him. I think he's a wonderful guy. Should you have fired Fauci? So a lot of people ask me that question, and I did it right. Because if you do fire him, you're going to have a firestorm on the left again. Why, why did you feel unable to fire Fauci? First of all, you're not allowed to. Every time he goes on television, there's always a bomb. But there's a bigger bomb if you fire him. Okay, that was the part where it was... I'm not going to make us watch this whole fucking thing. Um, the... Also, us was me watching it while I play the audio. None of you are watching it. I'm aware of that, including Alan. Um, I don't want us to watch it. The uh, sneeze fart combo just felt appropriate. The, uh, the, 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 the time where the AI images were up on the screen was that last 10 seconds. And it was a bunch of images of Donald Trump hugging Fauci. And it's like... Okay. So I guess what they're trying to say by complaining about this is by cause people got mad. They're saying like, this is fake. And I'm like, who the fuck cares? The audio is real. Everything he's saying is real. There's just an image where he's hugging Fauci. Nobody with a brain would look at that and be like, oh, yes, notable friends, Donald Trump and Anthony Fauci. Like, <laughs> right. And no, all those clips so. of him saying I can't fire him are in the context of, oh, I want to fire him so bad. He was Toby to, to Trump's Michael Scott. <laughs> Does the Santas ever talk at all in the ad, or is it just no, always just tr- that. like yeah. anti-Trump? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Hmm. I haven't heard DeSantis go that hard against Trump. Um, that's interesting. You wanted to say hard on, didn't you? And then you changed it to against. Uh, this is uh, speaking of hard ons. Here's Nikki Haley. This indictment me, is Alan. true. If what it says is actually the case. President Trump was incredibly reckless with our national security. More than that, I'm a military spouse. My husband's about to deploy this weekend. This puts all of our military men and women in danger. If you are going to talk about what our military is capable of or how we would go about invading or doing something with one of our enemies. And if that's the case, it's in, it's reckless. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. And um, it causes problems. And, you know, we're looking now, this is the second indictment. We're looking at possibly a third indictment um, coming in with Georgia. My concern is not so much about how this 
you know, plays out and what we do with it. My concern is about the direction of the country. The fact that we cannot have Biden win this election. We cannot go through Biden or Kamala Harris winning this Kamala. election. We've got to have someone that can win a general election. We've got right. mm-hmm. uh, Did you hear her say Kamala? <laughs> Kamala Harris? I did. I did hear her say that, yeah. Uh, yeah go I ahead. mean, it's interesting that we're seeing more candidates start to go sort of anti-Trump. Yeah. I wonder if that will continue. Who did it first? Christopher Christopher. Uh, Chris, yeah. Christie. Yeah. Your, yeah. your boy, Cece. Chris yeah. Christie. Uh, yeah, my boy, Chris Christie. You know what? <laughs> Fuck it. I'll say that. That's fine. Yeah, I like him more, more than Robert Downey Jr. or whatever that guy is. The <laughs> <laughs> RFK Jr. Yeah, that's it. It's close. I got two words right. <laughs> Give me some credit. Jeez. Mm. Uh, hmm? Two out of three ain't bad. No, it isn't. Two out of three ain't bad. No. Uh, this is uh, Michael Panis. Michael Panis, uh, this was uh, Mr. Mr. Thrash sent this in. Uh, somebody noticed that Mike Pence is a human metronome. This is so good. It's so fucking catchy. It makes me happy. Like, it just, like, I, I watched this while I was, I was like, I was at work yesterday when he sent this in. I was walking back to my truck to grab something for the thousandth time. Should have just bought the whole truck inside. I don't know why I didn't think about that instead. So I took 15 trips to the truck. This was like number six, and I was already angry. And uh, I stopped while I was wa- walking, and this just put a huge smile on my face. Vice President of the United States. Wait, can you give me some credit for vamping? That was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah. When America is strong, the world is safe. America has remained the best in space. Relentless pursuit of victory will guide us to return to the moon, put Americans on Mars. Welcome to Made in America Week. We'll rise to that challenge. We will stand with our allies, restoring democracy and ending the crisis. Welcome to a new era for American infrastructure. Great respect of the president. So true. Whole, free, and at peace. So true. Say it again, what? This will end. Bye-bye. That was fucking awesome, right? Hey, a white guy on beat. How about that? <laughs> he goes to church. It's on one and three, but he's on beat. Uh, this is his announcement. I didn't know where to put this, so I figured I'd put this here. Um, everybody announced last week. We had a two-hour interview, yeah. so we didn't talk about the news. So here, That's why this is long. As I've said many times. Oh, good. It only plays in my right ear. Whatever. Sorry, guys. On that fateful day, President Trump's words were reckless. Endangered my family and everyone at the Capitol. But the American people deserve to know that on that day, President Trump also demanded that I choose between him and the Constitution. Now voters will be faced with the same choice. I I didn't hear anything. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I chose the Constitution, and I always will. Right. I'll always be great. Uh, I don't know. I thought uh, that was pretty, you know, it's, uh, what did Connor say? We, we were like, yeah, the fly. He's like, I challenge you to tell me anything that happened in the debate where the fly was on his head other than there was a fly on his head. Nobody, I, I don't know what he just said. Nope. It was more fun nothing. to sing over it and notice it was on rhythm. That actually is the message we should hear from a conservative and tolerate, right? That's somewhere you'd be like, don't, 
like the fact that you're probably going to put too much religion into your politics. That's going to affect my life as someone that doesn't share your faith in a way that I would prefer not to. But you don't scare me as much as some of the other guys like that, that, that guy should be getting more traction, but he doesn't go on Fox news and say the things that make you mad and tune in more and sell fucking pillows for a guy with a mustache <laughs> and fucks former, uh, uh, fucks ladies that were on the TV show. That was a spinoff of Saturday night live. Did I nail that? Right. I think so. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, he's just so, I don't see him getting any traction at all. No. I, I could see Christy, you know, doing better than yeah. him. Um, I just think that the the part of the base that's attracted to Trump feels like he's a traitor. And the other half of the base that doesn't like Trump doesn't think, you know, thinks of him as somebody who was his sidekick for four years and pretty much, you know, did whatever he was told. So in that scenario, thing. one half of the base, the, the bottom half is Trump. And then the other half is Pence. And then the head is Chris Christie and the balls are Nikki Haley and Rick's not going to get elected. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, we should talk about that Vivek Ramaswari guy. I don't think that America is going to elect an Indian gentleman, no matter how he talks. This is not, mm, these are not my I mean, thoughts. I'm just saying, I, I just, I don't think we're there yet. The UK did it, right? Of course, they also, also had a woman. So there's that. Yeah. You know, it's funny as I was going to say, yeah, that guy had more money in the royal family. Have you seen this guy? Vivek. I, I should learn how to at least say his name. Um, Ramaswamy? Yeah, like yeah. You said it. Yeah. And it always makes me think I'm saying Swarmy, which I don't feel like I should say about an Indian gentleman. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to the best of the left. That way uh, I can move on from whatever the fuck it was I was mumbling about. Um, <laughs> I don't know who this clip is really making fun of. Obviously, the people chanting are making fun of Brandon, but I feel like them doing this just kind of like invalidates any reason to take whoever's talking seriously, if that makes sense. And before you say so, yes, I'd say so if there was people on the left doing this. I'm dealing with gun violence because make no mistake. Sit down and hear what I have to say. You think you just staring at it, just taking it right in the face. It's just like, are you done? You're not done. All right. I'll listen as long as you got. Um, yeah, I don't, I just, there's people out here. I don't know if you get them out there, but there's people out here, like just on a normal street, not like on Broadway where you're like looking for attention. Those people I get people on Broadway are looking mm-hmm. for attention. Just people down sure. here in Madison going down the back roads. They got the tr- uh, their uh, American flag on one side, Trump flag on the center. This is the, in the pickup truck. They got the three flag mm-hmm. com- combo, sneeze fart combo. Uh, they've got the uh, sneeze fart combo. They've got the American flag on one, probably in the center, Trump flag on the side. And the other side is the blue fuck Joe Biden flag. Do you ever, have you ever even seen the blue fuck Joe Biden flags? I don't think I have. No, all over, all over. And I just, really? every time I see them, I have the same thought. Like I get political enemies. I can't imagine ever being like fuck Joe Biden (laughs) remember the old bit of Louis CK where he's like there's people out there eating cereal just putting their spoon in the chair just being like there's fucking gay people out there and that was the funniest (laughs) joke in the world because it was like yeah I know that's so weird that there's people that are just like like thinking about that over their cereal and it's like there's people that are like no fuck Joe Biden it's like well, any Democrat would have done this bullshit with the spending that went on way too long after the pandemic. I think that you have to accept that Trump did the same thing while he was in office. So you should be mad consistently, <laughs> right. but forget about that. But like, I, I just I, I can't imagine like fu- 
I mean, you get into the conspiracy. I've got this guy that I'm certain is a bot that says that Joe Biden and his cabinet are Kazarians. And so I looked into it. Kazarians are, um, they're the true, they're the descendants, they're the ancestors of modern day Eastern European Jews. They got isolated in like north of the Caucasus. And then um, all of history has been, remember when I talked about uh, the narcissism of conspiracy theories? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all of all of history has been rewritten to leave them out of it, and the whole story is really the uh, the Abrahamic religion and the. I mean, I got this wrong. They're like the six hundreds. So I dude, it's I don't even want to get into it. But basically, um, <laughs> it's a whole thing, man. Yeah, and his whole and Joe Biden noticed noted Irishman and papist is 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 is, is in control because i i'd called the guy out i was like are you saying joe biden is jewish i just need to know that before i listen to anything else you're saying right. i'm entertaining you but like this is an easy line to not have to listen past he's like no of right. course i'm not saying that i'm saying that you know he blinking oh yeah and then named like two other jewish people it's like okay all right and then and then he's like yeah so you know this papist is is in control of a cabal uh it, dude it's i i almost opened the show up with a conspiracy theory clip just to reference the weird shit in our dms um i'm in a cul-de-sac get me out of this just play <laughs> another pretty clip. wild you know what i was thinking when you were talking about those flags is um you know where i live is pretty leftist yeah um i think that's obvious sure um people really don't like trump at all um but i've never seen a fuck trump flag either or a fuck trump bumper sticker like that just doesn't happen i don't know why that's you know i feel like i've seen politics right yeah you don't see them a lot Um, but yeah i I feel like i have seen those but i mean if if you were going to see one you definitely would see one that's true yeah that's true yeah (laughs) i never have so yeah i don't know um that means well let's uh let's let's so that was the one i didn't know where it belonged but it belonged there the best um this is uh racism is hard especially when you're smug and vapid Vapid or vape? You say vapid. I say vapid. I don't know. If, I think you can say it either oh, way. Oh, either. What do you think about white men? I think it's just the term white man, just immediate turn off. What do you think of black men? Love. <laughs> do you think it's racist to, by default, not like white men? I mean, I don't think so because. I think there's a difference between, like, racism and. That's that's an interesting question. Is it? Interesting question. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, I don't... But there is a, like, a, like, nervous feeling. I don't know. So have you met someone who said that they get nervous around black men and that they've had bad experiences with black men? Would you still consider that racist? Ooh. Yeah, I see your point. Do you? <laughs> and the next minute you're oh arguing God. that water is racist. I didn't mean to oh play this God, one. Water racist. I thought I shortened that. And the next minute. No, stop. The next minute. Oh, my God, stop. Okay, go ahead, Alan. It is hard to be smug and vapid. Uh, it yes, is it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> OMG is water racist short. Ah, oh, I fixed it. Wait, no, what the hell? Did I not? And the next minute. What the hell? <laughs> I thought you did too. I swear we played it before. OMG. Yeah, I only have that in the big one. All right. Well. Wow. What what happens is when you go to save, you have to uh no. 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 
I can save the whole project or just what I've highlighted, and I always forget what I'm saving. I just go save. Uh, I'm done. Okay. I'm, just, I'm almost done, Alan. I'm just gonna. Just, <laughs> why would I pay attention to details then? Um, um, they were talking about. Okay, so I want this is making fun of the left. I'm really. You know how much I hate the people at the New York Times, but I hate listening to them every fucking morning. Um, they were trying to talk all smarty pants like you know those fucking New York elitist sons of bitches and uh they were talking about the 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 particles in the air and everything and i'm Ah, going to say what they're going to say wrong because i can't help but say it right they're going to use the word micron and if i try to describe what a micron is i'm going to tell you what it is they're going to say this the science that does study wildfire smoke suggests that it's quite comparable to other kinds of air pollution um, that are grouped together in this category called PM 2.5 which has to do with the size of the particular microns in the in the air i see so it's the size of those things that no no a micron is a unit of measurement. So it's not the size of the microns in the air. That the, He just made it sound like a micron is a particle or something, right? Yeah, I think he meant to say particulates when he said particular well, also. Also that, but like yeah. just, okay. Just yeah. One yeah. You? okay. You're right. You're Thank right. You. I deal with microns <laughs> at work. And, and just, okay. Uh, but like, how do people die? That was probably my favorite clip of the whole episode. <laughs> but like, how do people die? Hmm. You know she said hmm before that. Hmm. But like, how do people die? <laughs> But, like, how do people die? <laughs> um, oh, okay. I haven't listened to this. I was out. I think I was getting angry over my seat at the time that this came in. I think Thrash sent it. And it's Sean Hannity interviewing. Alan, what is happening? Chris Christie's on CNN. Donald Trump's on CNN. Nikki Haley's on CNN. Gavin Newsom's getting interviewed by Sean Hannity? That's you think he's cognitively strong enough to be president? I, I have conversations with him all the time, Yes. And I'll tell you what you do. I'm dead serious about that. I've, convers- I've talked to him when he's been overseas. I've been in Air Force One, Marine One. I've been in the limo with him. I've spent no, time with him. Okay, but you never answered public- my question directly. How many times is your phone ping a day people saying you need to get in this race because they agree with me that he's not up to the job? Uh, I was say. First of all, that was a Joe Biden answer. Huh. I would say. Uh, uh, I, I paused this. I didn't mean to interrupt him, but I think Hannity's trying to get him in the race. It sounds like he's it. like, I need you in the race to siphon more votes from Biden voters from Biden. I see where you're going with that. I'm Sean. asking. No, I, and I'm not answering. <laughs> Do you <laughs> think he's cognitively strong enough? <laughs> OK, yeah. that's pretty good. Uh, that is pretty good. Thanks, Thrash. I'm pretty sure. Alan, I've, uh, I was I, I don't remember where I saw this, but I, I isolated this little bit here. And I want you to guess who is making this laugh. Can you call it? <laughs> Kamala? No. That's your oh. one. You get one more guess. You can ask. You can ask for more hints. I'm, I'm assuming it's somebody on the left since it's in best of the left. Okay. So great job. That's you wasted your one guess or your one hint. So that's it. Uh, I agreed with you. Whether Maddow? <laughs> no, it's not Maddow. Either. Hillary. It's it's Clinton. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I almost said that, but it sounded a little bit too high pitched. Uh, yeah, I guess so. It almost sounded spry. Didn't sound like the lady that would like pass out at the nine eleven memorial. <laughs> Did not sound like that. No. Remember that? <laughs> I do remember that. That was a yes. weird thing. Didn't she like fall off the stage or something? Yeah, she like or... fell down and was got hospitalized. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was listening to something and somebody was talking about that and they were talking about how you could see like the bones in her t- in her face. Oh, it was on Hunk. He was like, yeah, and you saw like the bones in her face and Adam Burke chimed in and goes, are you talking about teeth? 
I, did, I heard that also. Yeah. That was great. All right, well, let's get into our culture wars. <laughs> it's another battle in the culture wars. Oh, not the, the culture, culture wars. wars. They're worried about a culture war. Uh -huh. Culture wars. Stop with the culture wars. <laughs> that part. That was what I was trying to do. Trying to do that laugh at the end. Um, hey, Alan. Speaking of I'm not a planner. <laughs> but speaking of which, here's Hunk with Mike Bridenstine. Wow. Who I wish I planned that. 7% of baby boomers identify as LGBTQ+. 20% of Gen Z, that's people born between 97 and 2004, identify as LGBTQ. That's 10 times uh, more gay people in Gen Z than baby boomers. If this continues, in three generations, 200% of people will be gay. Thoughts? <laughs> and in that 2%, 98% of congressmen who don't want, who want to vote against it are actually gay. Yeah. As we always then they start talking about that guy in the Minneapolis bathroom. Just had a wide stance. Mm, just, it's just a wide stance. Yeah. yeah, I've been in that. I've been in the Minneapolis airport, and I was like, "Where's that bathroom?" <laughs> <laughs> Not for those way. reasons, Alan. I just wanted to like get a picture there. <laughs> you thought I wanted a fifth margarita? <laughs> no, no, not gonna play that. Um, all right. Uh, here is a teach. Okay, okay. All right. So I got a couple of clips. I just I, I read my note out loud. Like that would be good for the podcast. Um, so I got a couple of clips of teachers from across the country because we're in our culture wars. Um, teachers have kind of been on a lot of the front line of this, um, and I think this clip kind of sets itself up just fine. Let me play it. We started the year with a staff of 24 in one open position. By the end of the year, there were 13 returning. Of those 13, four have applied elsewhere, which drops that number to nine. Nine out of 24 that are for sure returning to West Wilson. That's one grade. Multiply that by three. They are transferring or going to different counties. Why? They only have three grades at this school? Mm -hmm. That happens. Okay. Oh, middle school. Got yeah. it. Okay. All right. Uh, my dog makes a sound just like that. that. Mm -hmm. And I was actually thinking that it sort of sounds like Michael Barbaro. If I can, I'm going to start isolating sounds of Petra going, hmm. And then I'm going to have you pick which one's Michael <laughs> Barbaro. Guess which ones. Yeah. Everyone That'll seems to blame game. it on pay. While that is a big issue, that is not the only issue. Student behavior is out of control. Teachers see admin and the ATC backing parents over them. Teachers hear the message being sent at every one of these board meetings where we are called indoctrinators and seen as the villains when all we want to do is teach. We have more and more added to our plate with nothing taken off. We are constantly being questioned by people who do not have degrees in education, by questioning books and curriculum, all while being paid less in surrounding counties. But I see you. I hear you. I got the message loud and clear. Mr. Your time is up. Thank I'm you. I'm resigning from this. Wow. Uh, and she's resigning. She's giving her reason. So um, these are the effects of deciding to turn the culture war, you know, uh, direct energy weapon and aim it at people that are trying to. I mean, man, I went to public schools. A lot of those teachers sucked. Um, whoever you replace, replace sure. them with are going to be teachers that suck, you know, at the same percentage rate. There's also we, some great teachers. Yes, too. of course, man. Yeah. I mean, like Mr. Kresh, yeah. Mr. Buker, um, not uh, Miss Matthews, Miss Moser, like completely changed my mm -hmm. life. I got so lucky in third grade because I fucking, I talked about this and third grade, I'd get pulled out of class with like earmuffs. If you're sensitive, full on retards, like <laughs> I I'm sorry. I guess I am one, so I can say it. I don't know. They, the, the school seemed to think I was. Like, they were like, he has ADD. He can't focus. We need to bring him out. And also, Akbar, remember the guy I told you about in middle school? He was like, no, Akbar. Uh, Akbar, mm -hmm. sorry, not Akbar. Um, yeah, he, he the, sorry, I wasn't doing an impression of him be, to be mean. He was the guy that I told you about that would grab girls' boobs. And it was, you know, you told me. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. in middle school, though. 
and we were in middle school, so it was fine. Oh, anyways. I mean, so in third grade, I would get pulled out of class with that. And it's like, what was I going to say? Why did I start talking about me? Oh, Miss Miss Matthews made sure that come fourth grade, I was in Miss Moser's class. Miss Moser got me in Mr. Buker's class. And like, I just, I, I was a good student. I, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't pull me out right of class so I can fucking <clears throat> learn how to, you know, color in the lines and shit. Sorry, that really upsets <laughs> I me. I mean, so we, we've seen this debate turned into a culture war. We saw it in Virginia with Glenn Youngkin. Uh, I mean, I remember having Buzz Burbank on this show and we're talking about that, that governor's race. And there, there was that one thing that happened at the debate where his opponent said, um, parents shouldn't be able to decide what their, their kids get taught in schools. And Youngkin just seized on that and ran with it. And you've seen what DeSantis has done in Florida, same kind of shit. Um, the whole book banning thing, the, all that stuff. Uh, it it definitely has like I wouldn't want to be a teacher like you don't get paid enough to begin with but then in this environment whatever you do you're going to be demonized like who the fuck wants that job I you know what I mean that's, yeah that's yeah and as we know like that that guy that was I mean when was the last time Alan it might just be a coincidence but when was the last time you heard about CRT I'm guessing it was the 2022 elections yeah I think so yeah yeah and then what'd you start hearing about don't say gay. Yeah, gay people, uh, trans, right? Grooming, yeah. all that shit. They, cause, and, because, that. and why did that start being the issue? Because they didn't have abortion Again, was, to go after anymore. Yeah, yeah. Another culture war. Yeah. Um, this is a culture warrior that duped her uh, constituents to get elected. And uh, this is that lady in North Carolina. If Thrash didn't send this in, uh, I think he meant to. <laughs> Precinct asked, who should I vote for? I said to them, well, I'll probably vote for Tricia Cotham. She has experience. She was a teacher, so she'll support public education um, and uphold democratic values. I was wrong. So what she's about to say, in case it's just kind of hard to hear with the audio, the woman that this woman saying people asked me who I should vote for. I recommended this woman because, you know, she she presented herself as a Democrat uh, and these people were fellow Democrats. So I was telling them who to vote for. This person was elected as a Democrat and within weeks switched to the Republican Party. The people in my precinct trusted me like I trusted her, and she betrayed that trust by switching parties just three months after being sworn in. Which you can do. Campaign contributions from Democrats then betrayed everyone who gave her money. Her actions didn't just impact House District. I actually hate that argument the most. To be like, she betrayed all these people that gave her money. It's like, well, you don't fucking buy politicians. And actually, that part, that part alone, which I'm not going to give her too much credit on because something tells me there was other money involved. Um, But here, (laughs) that part alone, I kind of like. They impacted the entire state of North Carolina by giving Republicans a supermajority. And the swiftness with which they're cramming harmful legislation through the assembly is astounding. So, like, let's just consider the full context of this. Imagine you got elected as a Democrat. I've got to think that you had a reason to have been a Democrat. You aren't just a sleeper agent. I don't think that's the reality of this. And then once you're in office, you realize that the Republicans are one vote away from having a supermajority, which means they can override a a government, a governor's veto. Uh And you switch to allow that to happen. Like you wouldn't do so unless you truly wanted to do, to get those Republican agenda items accomplished to which i would say fine run as a republican i don't know man do you feel like she knew what she was doing the whole time i mean for you to switch parties three feels, months into after you get elected feels pretty shady intentional like, I, right 
It does feel intentional. Yeah, I I don't know the details of this situation, so I you know I'm not sure what her reasoning was that she gave, but that doesn't make any sense to me. Dude, let me just play the rest of this, see if there's anything we're missing. 30 years and counting to fully fund pu public education, but infringing on the rights of women only took a couple weeks. No, yeah, we didn't miss anything. Um, so sticking with uh, sort of the LGBTQ stuff and it being Pride Month and all, I uh, have this clip to present to you so you don't have to of the Death of Journalism podcast with friend of the show, John Ziegler. Um, this, this clip is titled, Zig Doesn't Understand. He's going to say that a lot. And I just think that, you know, if you want to be charitable towards him, you just say, well, Zig just doesn't understand. Here to have get it. created a backlash among people who are just simply gay. Because if I was a gay person and my pride month was being overtaken by transsexual people, I'd be pretty pissed off because transsexualism is completely different than homosexuality. It's somehow certainly total embrace by the news media. And in watching a lot of the media coverage, especially here in Southern California, I got to tell you, I now believe that transsexualism is fast approaching and may have already exceeded in some ways the protection that people of color get. That this has become such a third rail. It's a fucking transsexual. It's a fucking competition, right? Like you can only have Jesus. this much protection. And you can't get the same as another one, right? There's a little Jesus more. Sacred. I know. It's become know. such a third rail. It gets better. That transsexuals are now such a protected class within the media, and how the media covers issues related to transsexuals and transsexualism, that they're now even more protected than, for instance. Causes related to being an African American. Even more than blacks, Alan. <laughs> discrimination against black oh, people. Damn, dude. Alleged real or otherwise. <laughs> alleged real. And how that doesn't piss off black people is also a mystery to me. Maybe because they don't feel like it, like it's a fucking competition. <laughs> how it is that, that, that transsexuals have somehow gotten in line ahead of oh, black people when There's it comes to grievances and kid glove treatment in the news media is beyond me. Black, 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 Hispanic, Hispanic, Hispanic. I can't even. I know. I know. Then even black people, Alan. I don't think he understands the argument that he's making. No, that's why I titled it that. John Ziegler doesn't understand. He's in a fucking bubble and he doesn't dare. And like, I think that he's, you know, in a as long as he doesn't go on his podcast and try to fucking rile people up benign way. He probably is like, I don't, I run parallel to that. I don't interact. You don't bother me. I don't want to be bothered. Like I get that mentality. What are you going to do for someone like that? You're not going to fucking force them. You're not going to do that uh, movie with um, birds and um, that lady from speed where the guy holds her face open and makes her watch it. What's that movie with birds in it? And they keep it in a, like a container bird box. Remember the bird box where they make you look? Oh, Is that too obscure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a week where you could talk about bird box and everybody knows exactly what you're talking about. That was the Netflix. That was yeah, a big was Netflix on, time. Was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. were like, we're going to sell Netflix for $30 a month after this. People are like, the <laughs> fuck you are. Uh, all right. Uh, I haven't played Tennessee ass shit in a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Here's a lady out here vandalizing a building I'm familiar with. It's in East Nashville off Gallatin Road. Some people would believe this is a little conflicting knowing that you're vandalizing certain murals. You know what it's called? <laughs> She's laughing. Evangelism. Evangelism. There's no shame. Evangelism. It's a pun. Get it? Game in Deborah Jones's spray painting game. In her eyes, it's all for a righteous cause. Somebody's got to take a stand yeah, and say does. it's not acceptable. Jones. So there's a there's a mural with um, like some shrimp floating in the sky, 
And I, yeah, it's a drag queen. I, it's also like, if it was a woman dressed like that, it's like a woman like dressed over the top. Like, I don't know. Anyways, I guess it's a drag queen and she's like floating in the sky too, like reaching for the shrimp and there's like clouds and stuff. It's very pretty. And so she drove all, drew all over it. Jesus is coming soon. Stop it. Pointing at this. Um, and then says, look, it's just great. Great fucking. I know. Isn't that, I mean, isn't that illegal? Also? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's an idiot. She's on TV. Uh, here, no, she's wearing a COVID mask, but here's Admits more. to tagging this Postmates mural in East Nashville. I don't like it anymore. It's, it's an advertisement on the side of the Hair World store showcasing sushi and has an image of a drag queen. I gave them 30 days. I spoke to the owner of the building. I've no. tried to contact Postmates and to tell them it's unacceptable. Alan, she gave them 30 days. She talked to the owner of the building. It's it's just, what more was she supposed to do? You don't get to she do that without them, one like... person being upset and ruining it. Acceptable, and it needs to come down. She said it needs to come down. it's an obvious like, flying still... drag queen. It's an obvious flying... And, um, Hold on, that's too good. It's an obvious flying drag queen, and um, it's just destroying the lives of children. It's destroying... But not everyone... It's Alan... If it wasn't an obvious flying drag queen, it's not going to destroy the lives of children, but it's an obvious <laughs> flying drag queen. And then I think towards the end of the clip, she's like, yeah, there's another mural over there. I did that one. There's another one over there I don't like, and I'm going to do that one too if they don't like shape up. I, I just can't imagine. Like, you know, there's people that spray paint all over the buildings um, and the underpasses here. They do this uh, mm-hmm. save the kids. And every time I see it, I'm, that one actually makes me mad because they're spreading bullshit. Like, now now hear me out. If you want to say, no, there are child trafficking rings, of course. I don't think that that's what that person is spray painting for, though. I think they're saying that, you know, these teachers are grooming these kids and we need to save the kids. Now, turns out it's wrong and it's someone that's got a message about legitimate rings. Of course, I support that. I just, like, that one actually bugs me. This is fucking, like, and the only thing that pisses me off is these Postmates. Like Postmates made it look like fucking Banksy came out there and did that shit. <laughs> I mean, this is goes back to that Louis C.K. joke you're talking about. Just the kind of the kind of hate or the kind of anger you have to have inside you to actually go out and do something like that, and then talk about it on live television like you're proud of it. What like that's yeah, that's a whole other level. I know, man. I know. Like it's a lot of things I don't like. I just I can't. I just, one, I don't see that that mural is doing the things that you're upset about. Two, mm-hmm. you're ruining something. Stop that. Like, don't, like, yeah. you know, like, can you just accept that, that, like, okay, when I find myself in that position, when the Ghostbusters movie came out and everybody said that the girl Ghostbusters were funny, I just went, I guess it's just not for me. And I continued to like the other Ghostbusters movies. And then a few years later, they made a good one with mostly men in it. And I liked it again, Alan. Am I right? <laughs> I'm about to show you a comment from you. a flat earther of language. I've s- I'm sorry, what? Everything can't be for you. No, exactly. Like, everything can't be for you. Ex- exactly, exactly. Uh, this will close up our, uh, our, our uh, culture wars pretty well. Seen comments like this screenshot and made fun of on Twitter and Reddit, but I've never gotten one live on my own post. Here we have the elusive but surprisingly confident anti-pronouner. Let's read their comment together. Why is everyone going on about pronouns these days? We never had them when I was young and we got on just fine. Okay, when you have such high standards as no pronouns, it can be really hard to be consistent. I get that. So I don't hold it against that person that in their first sentence they had an 11% failure rate. As in one out of nine words was a pronoun. But that surged to a whopping 29% there at the end. 
That's flirting with outright hypocrisy. Now, this person isn't at the discordant level of like a fucking nerd in hog farmer or something, <laughs> but I would say they're nearing the inconsistency of like corporate charity or American policing. Also, if you want to come for entire lexical categories, if you lexical. want to eradicate a whole part of speech, pronouns are a very innocuous choice Innocu when there are some much worse options. Have you ever thought about how 100% of the things that cause problems in this whole world are nouns? All of them. And don't get me started on the things we do. Okay, do get me started. They're verbs. Every bad action, every unholy enterprise, a verb. Honestly, the only truly safe parts of speech are conjunctions, yep. prepositions, and articles. It'll require extreme lexical austerity to communicate only with that tool set, but I think it's important. Let's give it a try. After once, since even away or behind, provided that then, the hence, below, or for. Ah, Lexical uh, austerity. French. That guy has a masterful. <laughs> yeah. Vocabulary. That's. I yeah. don't talk for a living. It's just a hobby. <laughs> Ran out of words while I was trying to describe how verbose he is. Verbose. Rack on tour. Where were these ten seconds ago? All right, let's get to uh, some of our big stories. Uh, you know, like where oh, I should have put that stories. aliens clip earlier. Uh, yeah, there's big stories. So. Uh, so, yeah, old news now. Last Thursday, Donald J. Trump, Donald John Trump was... God, that bothers me. Jonathan would be fine. Donald John Trump uh, was indicted for the second time. First time with federal charges. First time a president has ever been indicted with federal charges. <clears throat> but let's, uh, let's start this with the... Let's start this treadmill at 10, and then we'll dial it down a bit and kind of walk back yeah 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 so this is bill barr his former uh, uh, attorney general attorney general secretary of attorneys is what i was going to say <laughs> this chief argument that comes up for On the president's Fox, allies Fox and his News. legal team that this should have been handled under the presidential records act not this espionage act uh, espionage act charge and other federal statutes that were used here well it started out under the presidential record what's this guy know about the law a records act and and the archives trying to retrieve documents yeah, that it was presidential records act when it was like the way joe biden and michael pennis handled this where they said oh shit really right. okay here sorry please don't fucking sorry. take me to court here, take this trump yeah. had no right to have but it quickly became clear that what the government was really worried about were these classified and very sensitive documents i was shocked by the degree of sensitivity of very, these documents very, okay this is getting sexual right this is like the chris christie part of the base and the you know it's the upper part <laughs> right. right this is so sensitive I was surprised with how sensitive it was. And how many there were, frankly. And uh, so the government's agenda was to get those, uh, protect those documents and get them out. And I think it was perfectly appropriate to do that. It was the right thing to do. Uh, and I think the counts under the Espionage Act. Uh, Hold on. This is going to take some editing, but I want to do this. Okay. If you've had any kind of erectile disorder i i never thought this before but i think he sounds like him and he started talking about it being sensitive and it reminded me of a part of this i i would i would never play this on the show this is a, a your mom's house thing this is from your mom's house podcast full credit to them uh, this is an old bit for theirs but like so it's burned into my head from hearing it so many times but problems i'm here to tell you forget about viagra forget about salads forget about dick and plants and all that stuff so i don't know if you believe me or not but if you like to see me smoke some meth with a small limp dick, <laughs> you want to see it hard any other way and watch it get harder and harder. The more I smoke, the harder my dick gets. It's unbelievable. Your dickhead becomes so sensitive <laughs> that you don't need lube, you don't need spit. Oh. You just stroke that dickhead this up and 
that you don't need lube, you don't need spit, you just <laughs> cut that dickhead this up and down four times, just, just barely do it, and you'll shoot an enormous amount of very thick, <laughs> thick, hot, white cum. Okay, you're not going to believe me, but this gets worse. My brother didn't believe me. But when he smoked with me, he put out his dick. I couldn't believe how big his dick was. He jacked off in four strokes and shot the most cum he's ever shot in his life. He's only 49, and he's fine. He has no neuropathy problems at all. But his dick gets even harder and thicker and even more cum. He believes me now. I'll go back to this. Very sensitive documents. I was shocked by the degree of sensitivity of these documents, that he willfully retained those documents or solid counts. Now, I, I do think we have to wait and see what the defense uh, says and, and, and what proves to be true. But I do think that even half well, what Andy McCarthy said, which is if even half of it is true, then he's toast. I mean, it's a it's a pretty it's a very detailed indictment uh, and it's very, very damning. I told you we were hitting this at 10. Sorry. Um, especially we saying it's so sensitive. I'll separate that and put that back in there somewhere so you can hear it twice. But I'm pretty sure it sounded similar. Uh, this is more of Bill Barr. And then we'll get into, you know, the shower picks, the doc picks. Get it? It's like, uh, you know, when a girl didn't ask for anything, you send her doc pics. All the pictures of the documents, Alan. If presenting Trump as a victim here, a victim of a witch hunt, uh, is ridiculous. Yes, he's been a victim in the past. Yes, his uh, adversaries have obsessively pursued him with phony claims. And I've, and I've been at his side defending against them. Mueller report. This is a guy that made sure that the Mueller report was uh, there was there was three counts in the Mueller report where Mueller was like these are chargeable offenses i give it to you mr attorney general and he's like no here's an eight page summary fuck off <laughs> when he is a victim but this is much different he's not a victim here he was totally wrong uh, that he had the right to have those documents. Those documents are among the most sensitive secrets <laughs> the country has. He, they have to be in the custody of the archivist. He had no right to maintain them and ret- retain them. And he kept them uh, in a way uh, at Mar-a-Lago that anyone who really cares about national security, would, their stomach would churn at it. This idea- All right. Um, so yeah, let's talk about it. So where did he keep them, Alan? We know about the bathroom because that's the best one. Bathroom one... <laughs> chandelier and no golden toilet bullshit right <laughs> and if you look in the background the like the the window into the shower is like cracked open like you do to let the steam out yeah but like leave that moisture in there get mold okay i'm not saying that i really think that spies from china are going to climb through a window and like do that i'm just saying it does make spies from china look bad that they didn't climb through a window that was <laughs> left <did>. open <laughs> right so they were also left in a uh, on a, a stage in a like a big a banquet uh, hall. Yeah, banquet hall. They were left in a shower, a bathroom, a storage room, like a basement. Um, and they moved them. They kept moving them back and forth. And then this is the part like where it's not. This isn't a witch hunt because there's a couple of points that they make in this in this um, uh, indictment. I'm like, indictment. There's a couple points they make in this indictment. Right is. First of all, we have Trump on tape saying he knows he's not supposed to share these documents, saying I could have declassified it when I was president, but I'm not president anymore, so I can't do that now. We have him saying <laughs> And then his aides saying, and then in that audio, which we haven't heard yet, but we're hearing more descriptions of it, his aides are like, yeah. Oh, now we have a problem. I can't believe he just said that. Right. <laughs> like after he said that, they're like, Oh, nope, nope, sir, oh, sir. Oh, this yep, this isn't good. Um and then he has his little his little guy, uh Walt 
he has him moving blocks. Walt Junior. Walt Junior. With his sticks. With his. <laughs> with his. Uh, remember Walt Junior in Breaking Bad? Is that what you're talking about? I do remember. That's what no, I'm picturing. Okay. Am. That's that guy that got his co-conspirator. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's his so name? This is Walt. Walt. Yeah. Okay. Nude. Nowd. Nowd. Okay. Um. Nowd. Something like that. Um. He has him taking the boxes from where they're stored, bringing them up to his residence so he can sort through them and decide which ones he wants to take. Was that the There's video where he was talking about plucking it? Or that was with his lawyer? That's later. That's later. So he has him doing all this, right? And then he's lying to his lawyer saying, no, I don't have any documents and you can search them if you want. But, you know, give me some time because he wants to get his stuff out before he lets his own lawyer look at them. There's How? text messages. Which, Why wouldn't you do it yourself? Because he doesn't, oh, he doesn't do want to do himself. that. Okay. Yeah. There's text messages with, between what we assume is Melania um, and his his aide, Walt, oh. where she's like, hey, like you put all these boxes in here like these aren't going to fit. Like we can't take these all to Bedminster. And he's like, oh, no, no, I don't think he wants to take all of them. He's just going to look through and see what he wants to take. There's that's literally text messages saying oh that. God. And then he has his aide lie to the FBI. He has his lawyers lie to the FBI saying that, yeah, we gave you all the stuff when his lawyer goes through the boxes after he's already cleaned them out he finds 38 documents and he he, he puts them in a this a is folder. the aid this is the aid this is the lawyer oh the lawyer uh corcoran who we lied to and said there weren't any documents the one that quit so he, he finds yeah so he finds these 38 documents and he duct tapes it shut and he takes it up to trump and this is what you're talking about and he goes uh hey like what what do you think we should do with these and trump's like well um you know, why don't you just uh, take him back to your hotel room? And and then the, the lawyer says he made a motion, like when you try to get chips out of a bag or something. Uh-huh. He's like, you know, if there's anything bad, you just, you know, just just deal with it. Like pluck it out. <laughs> like they have another copy that they're expecting to match this up against. And they're going to notice the page is missing. Like that's right. now a separate right. cli- crime that you don't have them. Like, Right. Yeah. So the lawyer immediately goes to the FBI and says, hey, I have these documents. Let me give them to you. <laughs> and then quits. And now... He's testifying against Trump right. in this case. Now there is attorney-client privilege, but you can't you can't ask your lawyer to do something illegal, commit a crime that that's no longer protected under right. attorney-client privilege. Right. right. So that that blows that out of the water. It's just it's 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 incredible. Um, this is this might cover some of that, so I may just not play it. But let me see. I think this this is talking about his aides. random places without any real security. Mm-hmm. And in the indictment, you mm-hmm. can see that Trump's aides are texting each other back and forth. Yeah. What do we do with these documents? At one point, mm-hmm. you've got one employee writing to another. There's still a little room left in the shower where the shower. other stuff is. I think there was just so little, according to the indictment, so little care given to where to store these records that they were just sort of everywhere. And you read all that in the indictment. Like that's all, man. It's all in there. It's all in the indictment. Do you have a favorite part of the indictment? I think the whole plucking it out is. That's your favorite part? Yeah. I page like 25 or something. There's also a really funny exchange where um, his aides are texting back and forth and his aide uh, takes a picture of this one file box that had fallen over and all the documents had like come out of it like spread out on the floor he, wait he took a picture of the it, was that doc pics yeah he took a picture he took a picture he, of was that. it unsolicited doc pics yes and he sent that to a, another aide and he's like oh shit what do we do with this and the response is oh no and then nothing and then sorry potus had my phone so the what they're alleging i believe is that Trump saw that picture and was like, oh, no. In the picture, 
you can clearly see documents labeled classified or top secret. And he sent that on an unsecured phone, unsecured network. Trump saw it, said, oh, no. Then the other aide sees it. He's like, oh, sorry, POTUS had my phone. We'll take care of it. Dude. <laughs> it's, it could it's be that the POTUS had my – it could be, oh, no, then POTUS had my phone, and then they came back and texted back. But it regardless, that's not the important part of that. Actually, the important, the important part. part is look at all these classified documents I sent over fucking Verizon yeah. text message. Right. I, <laughs> maybe it's in the iMessage app. If it's blue, if it's green dots, man, fuck that. Right. <laughs> exactly. Sir. My favorite, my I still got to isolate that. My hands down favorite part is page nine, page nine. I think it's section 22 and section 23. Um, it's expert excerpts of Trump while he was president talking about, his concern for classified oh, documents. Yes. So uh, yes. August 18th, 2016, Trump, in my administration, I'm going to enforce all laws concerning the protection of classified information. <laughs> no one will be above the law. Okay. Yeah. Uh, September 2016, we also, uh, so this is before presidency. Okay. Uh, we also need to fight this battle by collecting intelligence, then prosecuting, no, excuse me, protecting, protecting our classified secrets. We can have someone in the Oval Office who doesn't understand, we can't have someone in the Oval Office who doesn't understand the meaning of the word confidential <laughs> or classified. Uh, Donald Trump, also in 2016, one of the first things we must do is to enforce all classification rules and to enforce all laws related to the handling of classified information. <laughs> I think he's facing those laws. We all need to do the best protection. The, we all need the best protection of classified information. We Ser also need the, uh, best, we also protection need the best protection of classified information. Yeah. Information. yeah. Uh, service members here in North Carolina have risked their lives to acquire classified intelligence to protect our country. Um, and then this is my, perhaps the best one. See if I can zoom in here. Um, in 2018, so this is now while president. Ooh. As the head of the executive branch and commander in chief, I have a unique constitutional responsibility to protect the nation's classified information, <laughs> including by controlling access to it. More broadly, the issue of a former executive branch official's security clearance ranges, uh, raises larger questions about the practice of former intel uh, officials maintaining access to our nation's most sensitive seat. Like, I don't have to finish the quote. You know where it's going, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's no, that's better than actually, any of actually, the texting or any of the boxes moving. That's like that's like in a real world, in a rational world, someone would see that and be like, well, sir, you don't have an excuse for this. <laughs> actually, that quote that you didn't finish, actually, it goes further where he talks specifically about people who have left government and still have access to these <laughs> sensitive documents. And like, now it's uh, wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so all this is being, uh, it's going to be a trial in West Palm beach, Florida. And the logic there is, so he sent these boxes out, let's say out of office, January 20th. Right. So he sent this boxes out January, February 20th, January, January. He sent these boxes out January 18th, 19th. Mm -hmm. Let's say that's not a crime. Right. Now you can, now you'd have to be do some real good lawyering, you can make an argument that that with no realistic expectation to return the documents is when the crime started. But ultimately, since if you, you can't charge, the, you have to charge this crime where the crime takes place and sending them from the white house while president is not a crime. It'd be hard to prove otherwise. So you can't charge it in DC. He lives in West Palm beach. That's where he retained the documents. So calling the retention of the documents, the crime, 
they're charging it where that took place, which is at Mar-a-Lago. So they turned it in in West Palm Beach and they shuffle up the judges in West Palm Beach and they just happen to get Judge Cannon, the judge that, uh, well, Alan, who's Judge Cannon? I've been talking. Judge Cannon is the one that ruled in favor of Trump. So when these documents initially were seized by the FBI when they raided Mar-a-Lago, she ruled that... Well, he was uh, like, I'm taking this to court. And everyone's like, okay, bud. I mean, I see that you have like classified documents. And, yeah. And then... And so she ruled that the DOJ like couldn't couldn't look at the documents or use them in any way. And, and then, then I think ruled in favor of the special master thing, no? Also that, yes. Yeah. And that that ruling was resoundingly rejected by the appeals court. And in the if you 11th listen circuit. to anybody... Yeah, if you listen to anybody in the legal community... They say that, that that ruling, that opinion was like the dumbest legal opinion they've ever seen. Um, and I mean, and you, so like, it's a whole high profile case. She's a young yeah. judge. She was appointed by Trump and it's a high profile case. I'm not saying that's a good excuse. It was dumb. What are you going to say? If you listen, if you to, listen if you listen to Lawfare, which they, they're pretty, they don't leak a lot of politics. You know, they're very much, they're lawyers. They're, they might they even say my politics say this otherwise, but legally speaking, this is true. Right. Yeah. And they were almost palpably angry by this ruling that that she uh, gave in that in that. Oh, case. she was up for um, an ethics violation by the 11th Circuit Board. Like they yeah. ended up dropping it, but like she was like encircled by her coworkers, who were and also way, 11th, who were also Trump appointees and Bush appointees. I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was only Republican. one Obama appointee there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so Judge Cannon is the judge that's going to be there. I, I will say, though, I'm a cynical person. And to me, this is the way power makes you think that something's going to happen. But then they make sure that they protect themselves. Power can fake it. What's the Baudrillard quote? Power can stage its own death just to restore a glimmer of its own legitimacy. Something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and what do I always say? Power protects power. There's just levels to this shit. And they're like, look, Trump, you're done fucked up. You're fucking up these other levels. You, we yeah. can't we gotta go we but then they're like but we gotta catch you so we're gonna we're gonna make it look like we're gonna indict the president we're gonna charge the president with things that anybody would be convicted of like nothing you said everything you just described is an open and shut case but they're like well mm-hmm. let's give him a judge let's give him like judge hoffman with the chicago seven right mm-hmm. that's what this is right this is this is abby hoffman abby hoffman Abby was, you know, there was two Hoffmans there. That's not the judge, though. Yeah, Judge Hoffman. I think the judge is also Hoffman. I know. That's what's confusing to me. (laughs) Abby Hoffman was the yippie. Okay, sorry. Um, Seven, yes. But am I I wrong? Isn't this just like Judge Hoffman? Well, let's hope it's not, because that was an absolute circus. Um, I mean, they... Still won. The stuff that that they did to the, uh, that Black Panther um, was just terrific. Fred Hampton? Yeah. Yeah, if you listen, American Scandal had a three or four oh, yeah. part series about it. Really good, really good. Um, what was I going to say? So, I mean, hopefully, maybe she learned her lesson from that. I mean, obviously, you don't want to egg on your face like that if you're a judge. Um, even coming from, you know, as you said, Republican-appointed judges said, no, you, you that was completely the wrong decision. Um, Why does she matter in this? Yeah, yeah. I think we're thinking I think the what's interesting thought. here, though, is that I think the cover-up is more important than him actually taking the documents. So the fact that the, he had his his uh his a guy lie to the FBI. He brought a lawyer in to sign um like this uh certificate saying that yeah, we we gave you everything. They have him there there's testimony from other witnesses saying, "Well, can't we just tell him like we don't have any documents? Isn't that just No, that's him, like, dog. Tell him we don't have it? No, he was like 
he was saying that he was like to his lawyers yeah. like couldn't we just say it oh there's testimony from them yeah. saying that trump said that okay yeah yeah exactly so i think the cover-up here is probably what's going to get him just like the cover-up is, is almost always what gets these political people like nixon um the so last week we said there were seven charges and there's actually that was weird right there's actually 37 charges and here's what happened is there are six charges and then there was a plus one which is what we thought initially on thursday so a total of seven but the the plus one is actually about 31 separate documents that the um the prosecutors decided were going to they were going to press um so they they split that into 31 separate counts i actually didn't so understand that i appreciate that so you can kind of think of it as 31 of one thing and then six other right. things and the six right. other things are the conspiracy and the obstruction of justice the conspiracy and the obstruction of justice okay yeah which as you're saying um, is more important so because okay so am i cutting you off too much can i are you going no, down no, cisa yeah. no good okay so those 31 cases are subject to something called cisa i haven't heard anyone talk about this except for those fucking nerds over at lawfare i, I listen to the economist i listen to um the 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 sorry i've listened to the new york times i listened to um, that my Bob Seska show, I listen to tons of people talk about their opinions of what's going on with this. Not a single person other than lawfare is talking about CISA. I think me and you understand it. I think we can translate it. What is CISA? Why does that affect those 31 items? And at the end of the day, maybe that doesn't matter because those other six are so potent, but what is CISA and why does it matter here? I, I have some clips that will help with that too, but I'd rather us talk okay. naturally. So it's, it's classified intelligence. Uh, what's the C word? Um, <laughs> well, hold on. No. No, it's this one. I'm a cunt. That's the C word. <laughs> uh, so it's basically how they deal with classified intelligence inside of a courtroom. So it's a, it's a framework by which the both parties, you know, the, the, the plaintiff and the, you know, the prosecution can come together and say, look, we, this case, there, there are things we have to talk about in this case that are classified. There's things we're going to have to present to the jurors who are not um, at a cleared, clearance top, level. You know, yeah, yeah. They don't have the, how do we because so we can't different... say we have this secret evidence and because and, right. like imagine trump with that in his pocket be like whoa oh, this sure. is a show trial secret court right so there's different ways they can do it there's basically they can have a person who is trained to speak on what was in that document uh, and not say the things they're not supposed to share um they can just um redact the document or they can give a summary of the document we're in they take the document and they take out all the relevant stuff that they don't want to get out. So they'd say, you know, in country A, uh, lawyer one, um, individual B, like they say it like uh -huh. that, so that they're not divulging any specific information that would be, you know, a problem. Or even dates. They can say September, in, you know, or fall, September. or the year. Right. Uh -huh. Right. Exactly. So they can do that. And that way they can share the, the information back and forth. And, in a way that you know, the defense and the prosecutors agree is is how right. they prefer the jury to see it. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me play this clip because I think that talks about that because the context of what they're having to say is still, um, I think, is worth hearing. This is lawfare. Right. Big buckets they would look at. One is documents that tell a story, right? Like, that's what a prosecutor wants. They the smart ones will still think about the classified equities and how they're going to deal with that. But they really want to tell their story, right? And then that goes and meets up with the intelligence community's perspective, and they want to minimize the damage to national security. 
And so they, then- sorry, this is a little different. This is just the thought process behind presenting. This lawyer has, has been involved in this type of review before. Um, mm-hmm. and he's talking about what goes into deciding what documents they use. Uh, I think this is going a different direction. I'll wait for my comment just to be sure that I actually played the right clip and have your other bucket of let's pick the documents that we could potentially use at trial. If we had to declassify them for trial, we could basically manage that. It's not going to be great. There's still going to be damage to national security, but we can manage that. I was very curious to see if there was an indication in the indictment of sort of which one played out. Um, and it's hard to tell. I think the most, the biggest takeaway for me was just that was surprising was the number of charges under the espionage. So he goes on in that podcast to talk about how surprised he was that there was 31 charges yeah, because to him, a lot of it's a lot and it's a lot of work. You've got to go have like weeks, probably, especially the way Trump runs trials or Trump's lawyers run mm-hmm. trials. Like it's going to be weeks of negotiating over why you can put this one, one charge in there and what documents you can show for that. And then they go on to the next one. You go through all 31 for that. In his mind, he thought maybe 12 was the sweet spot. So he was surprised it was 31. Um, what he's saying there and what he's saying there and why I wanted to have that on the show is something that I have not heard a single other person say. And I don't know if he even says that exclusive. This is a none taken exclusive listeners. Uh, I got my documents <laughs> here, I got my papers and here's what I have here. This note here says, there's a let's rape possum. Well, not that note. Hold on, it's a different <laughs> note. Um, so no, but but what? That's all, all joking a salad. The, the people are saying things like, okay, what are the charges here that he's done? He's kept secrets about America's defensibility, secrets about Americans, America's potential invasion plans and and um, military ability, and then also nuclear secrets. Those are like the three thrusts of what they've said are in these, are in these documents, right? And we haven't seen mm-hmm. them. They're not in the indictment. Um, and the way that's been transmitted, especially amongst like the left-leaning podcasts that I listen to, is these are horrible. So they went through and they found the worst charges, the worst documents he had, and he's going to have to face up to the worst things that he has in there. Fuck no, man. What they're charging him with are the 31 documents that he has that are the most alarming that are still shareable without giving away too many secrets. The worst right. documents they can't dare show to a jury of 12 retards that they said that word too much, Alan, are <laughs> words that they've like, you know, decided upon that randomly actually open up their mail. Right. Listeners, if you don't open your mail, you never know. Um, so think about that. Think about that. Like they can't show the worst charges to uh, the random jurors. They're showing the worst of the best. Right. I think that's probably right. Do you get what I'm trying to say? uh, Sometimes you do this where you say what I'm trying to say better. So first of all, before I do that, um, STEPA is the thing we're talking about. It's classified information procedures act. I was, I couldn't think of procedures. I I put you down the wrong track. (laughs) Um, So what you're saying is that the documents that they chose to include in this indictment were documents that were more easy for them to, to share, to use SEPA with, that would be alarming, but wouldn't be ones they would have to take a month to figure out how to, you know, redact. Or, or be so, like, un- completely unredactable because it's like, right. in this way, America has done these things and we will right. do this. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's essentially what you're saying. Okay, and I mean, that's, am I exaggerating? I don't, I, I can see that as being a strategy. I don't think that they would pick these 31 documents um, if it was super difficult for them to make their case 
with these documents. Obviously, there was plenty to choose from. So they picked the best ones that they could. Now, some of these documents could get, it's possible some of these could get thrown out. The interesting thing about separating it into 31 different counts is each one carries its own potential sentence. With so it. they'd have to so, swipe all 31. They, the only way to get all 31 to go away would be to dismiss the entire docu- um, um, indictment. Otherwise, they can maybe narrow 31 down to 15 or 12. They, yeah, they can narrow that down to you know 10 or 12 yeah. or 15, whatever the case might be. And then there's still the other hmm. six charges also. Um, so even if he's acquitted on some of these counts, there's 37 possibility, possible bullet points that he could be convicted on, yeah. each carrying right. their own sentence. Right, right. Plus those other six you were talking about. Right. Uh, which, as you've said, I mean, I, I agree with you. It's the same as the Mueller report. Like, that was at the end of the Mueller report. They were like, look, Russia was fucking around with their campaign. I don't think that you can press any charges with the way they interacted with them. They didn't break any laws. I know you wanted something better than that, but that's all I got. Now, since we started this investigation, here's three ways that Trump's obstructed justice and Bill Barr swept that <laughs> under the rug. That's not going to happen. I mean, that didn't happen at this point. They charged him for the six cases of obstructing justice. And as was true in Mueller, just because Bill Barr was the attorney general, it doesn't mean it not true. He, those those charges were probably worse than the first ones. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. Good yes. with that. Yes. Um, so one thing I thought stood out in that was that a lot of these top secret documents all come from a narrow time period in 2019. Let me play this and then we can speculate about what was going on in 2019. Of secret level documents that he returned with a subpoena to, I think out of the 38, but they just focused on top secret. They are all from uh, a several month with one exception, all from, between August and December of 2019, and they all relate to some sort of military activities or capabilities. So I saw Matt Tate's post. So what would you speculate on? We've got Syria. Soleimani was early into the next year. Um, I think this was when he was being impeached the first time. So so that might have been shit to do Mm -hmm. with military money going to Ukraine. Potentially. I mean, the Soleimani thing is huge. I mean, so that was where they killed the, the Iranian general when he was in Iraq. Um, and, and he loved that we did that. Like, that would be oh, something. Oh, he was a he big would, fan. Yeah, that's right up there with yeah, his love yeah. letters with uh, Kim Jong-un. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm sure that if there was going to be a trophy document that he was going to take with him, it, there certainly could be some about that. Yeah, he was a that makes big sense. fan. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Now, like I said, our DMs, man. Jesus. So most the most common response has been something along these lines. Good. Now do this with all the Democrats or, well, I don't understand why they do this, but they didn't do it with Clinton. Or when are they going to do this with Biden? With Biden, I would say they are currently investigating him. In fact, there's been news the last 48 hours about allegedly maybe more and more proof. Until then, I think Biden's had the best joke about this where he says, where's the fucking money? But 10% for the big guy sounded like a lot of money. And I just, like, I think that'd be noticeable, but I also don't. I, I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt. Um, uh-huh. That said, let's compare this to, to Hillary Clinton. I think that's an easy one, right? So in the 2016 election, Comey decided to not press charges against Clinton about her email server. And he said, I, I don't remember, but there were, I don't remember exactly, but he was like, there was two thrusts to it that it would have to clear these bars and it didn't clear these bars. One was like sensitive, highly sensitive material, not just things that you really shouldn't have. But like when you look at it materially, it's bad to have this, not just because it's on red or yellow paper. 
And the other one was um, the intent to like misuse it, right? Not just having mm-hmm. it on a bad server, which I don't think she should have got away with it, but I'm just saying those, he's saying that she didn't cross those bars. So um, very similar, I would say. Do you, first of all, I have some responses to that, but what do you have any thoughts? How would you respond to someone saying that those, that, that if they didn't charge Clinton, why are they charging him? It's a witch hunt. Well, a couple of things. Well, first of all, in the indictment, there's actually a pretty funny thing where Trump says, hey, you know, remember Clinton had those 30,000 emails on her server and then they just some dude just like smashed it up and made them all disappear. Huh? Remember that? Like maybe we, you know, what about that? Oh, remember in a that? text Isn't message? No, in a meeting. In, 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 in a meeting, Trump said this. Yes. And that's in the indictment. So essentially, yeah, essentially saying like, do you think the listeners hey, can tell somebody- I didn't read the whole thing? <laughs> essentially saying like why doesn't some one of my guys do that for me like just make this go away um without saying it and it even says in the indictment that he brought this up multiple times throughout the day which wow. is pretty funny wow <laughs> but i'm really glad so, one of us read the whole thing <laughs> it's only like 50 pages um so it's, why is it different okay um because hillary immediately complied with the investigators Trump did not. Trump attempt, Trump had his guy moving boxes around, was even lying to his lawyers about what he had. He didn't want to share any of this. He knew he wasn't allowed to have it, and yet he still had it. He talked, he says that. Like he says that first person, I'm not supposed to have this. This is not declassified. I can't, I can't, I can't show this. It would help me, but I can't show it because it's classified betrayal. It's still a secret. So there's clear intent. There is clear he understands the the rules and the law. And he understands that he's breaking the law and he's he's personally asking people to lie for him and move stuff around to hide it. That's not what happened at all in the Clinton case. That's not all what happened in the Biden case or the Pence case when they were discovered with documents. They're like, oh, fuck, here, take these. But she did know better. She did know better. Like, that's one thing with her and the email server. She fucking knew when she set that server up. I would agree with that. Okay. Yeah. But she did comply when she got caught. It's still light. I still think it's light years different. I, I, I do too, but I do want to say yeah. that that's not worth completely dismissing that part of it. I, they, and, and because of that, I would say this, even if you think that and you'd say that was an error for them not to charge on that, that's a separate error. That means nothing. That changes zero on this subject. True. You would just say, I mean, do it this time. You don't say, good, right. they got one, this one goes like... And to your case, it's not apples and apples. Um, I would say this. If you're going to bring up old shit, I'll bring up old shit. Um, When Donald Trump was president, they investigated Hillary Clinton. And they investigated. Now, I'll just remind you that what does that mean? There's no reason not to think that Hillary Clinton wouldn't have ran in 2020. Look at how old Joe Brandon is. Like, you'd say, no, 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 we need someone young like Joe Biden, not old like Hillary Clinton. Like, yeah, like, she just lost too many times. But, like, right. there's no reason why. That is his most recent political opponent. So that, in, I mean, on its face, that's the exact same thing as Joe Biden's DOJ investigating Trump. So if Trump yeah. wants to say that's wrong to do, he did this. You know when they investigated her, too? Through the end of January tw- or of, of 2019, it didn't like get all the lines dotted and the T's crisscrossed. That's it uh, until the like the first week of January, but uh, of 2020. So, what do you say about that, buddy? Also, uh, you know, he meddled with uh, he fired Comey. Um, you mm-hmm. know, you, you can't say that what they're doing is any different that Trump did. And I wouldn't make this he said she said argument 
if they weren't starting that. And I feel like that should shut it up, but I know it won't. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, I, I mean, and then, I mean, take it up away from the Clinton part, the germ report about the deep state investigating Trump that just finished like, like recently, like, so we clearly used his power as the executive great you know, chief to, to investigate people he thought were political opponents. That's, yeah. that's, he no, did. that's a great point. Um, do you know what, I think this is my last thought on this. Do you know what I think is the most, should be the most concerning part of this for Trump? Hmm. Yeah, actually, what's your, what do you think is the most concerning part? I wonder if it's the same thing. Uh, well, I definitely think it's the cover-up. Again, I think it's the cover-up is the, probably the thing that's going to get him. Even if he can get away with some of these documents, I don't think he'll get away with all of them. But some of them, even if he has a jury that's very you know pro-Trump, I just don't think – him telling his people to move stuff around, him telling his lawyers to sign the, the certificate saying that we don't have anything – all, all that stuff, that's just clearly obstruction of justice. I, I don't think there's any way um, he gets away with that. I think it's a co-conspirator. I think they yeah. were smart. I think they were smart by having that as a part of it. Because there, why would this guy be the guy that's not going to roll out? Why is this going to be the first guy that's finally going to be like, no, no, no. I'm going to go to prison for Donald Trump. Like, hmm. yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think I mean, the co-conspirator has him really fucked. Could be. He was on the plane with him going back from the uh, <laughs> the the arraignment. He was in the um, Navy for a part of his yep stint in of fact, this. In fact, when he first worked for Trump, he was still part of the Navy. So there could be there could be instances where he was like he could be up for like a court martial or something as well. That guy's in deep shit. I don't yeah, think that. I think that honestly might be the part that he should be most concerned about because that's something he could he he doesn't have direct control over. You know. Yeah. I mean, so far it appears he's he's staying loyal, but now sure. So was Michael Cohen for three years, right? That's true. True. And then he did an intro for None Taken podcast because he needed the money. <laughs> uh, I mean, is that tell me that's not true? It did that's all he true. Clearly needed the money. All of it. Uh, well, all right, let's move into China is asshole. Um, oh. I I don't think I'm going to play this clip from the Drum Tower. It was um, well, I played it. I put it in here for a reason. The Drum Tower was the um, it, so it's the Economist. China series. It's like their own separate mm-hmm. show uh, with their right. China correspondence. And mm-hmm. they, uh, they were talking about the, the Uyghur population and how controlled they are outside of China. I want to play this part at the end. Oh, yeah. Phone and they make it as a uh, like factory model, like factory style. Blah, blah, blah. And then I said, uh, in that case, they couldn't find anything. And don't took your laptop with you. And uh, it's better to not to take your uh, cell phone with you. Just go with your body and with your clothes. I don't know what happened after that. Like I. No, I'm not going to play this. I think that was like really sad. That's why I put it in there. I thought in context it might have been important. Okay. Um, I don't know if this link's going to work. So let me uh, just again. China is asshole. So I got a Peter Zian clip. Uh, he just did this clip today, and it's like four and a half minutes long. I trimmed it down to about three. So um, the headline or the name of the clip was, um, is it the China, the post-COVID boom or bust? I think it's something like that. Uh, okay. He, you know what? He's pretty verbose. Let's just do the hand raise thing. We'll pause it and interrupt and talk a little bit over it. Where is this ridiculous idea of a COVID recovery for the Chinese? I mean, come on, it's been six months. 
Uh, most Chinese economic growth has been caused over the years by either investment in industrial plant to serve external markets or the production of good- I know he said serve external markets, but it sounded like he said serve external markets. Years by either <laughs> investment in industrial plant to serve external markets or the production of goods to serve those external markets. Uh, that has probably peaked um, a few things. Number one, the world, and especially the United States, has turned sharply anti-Chinese when it comes to investments. And so there's a lot more effort to do things with friends or at home, or at least near... Do things with friends at home. Buy. <laughs> Biggest beneficiaries of that so far have not just been the United States, but Mexico and Vietnam. Nothing's changing there. Uh, second, the production costs in the United States' system in terms of energy and labor productivity, everything are lower than they are in China. So there are very, very few industries that have tried to move out of China back to the United States and discovered that it's been anything other than a wondrous experience. And third, there's a personal personnel angle here. When you're going to drop a billion dollars in a country in order to do a big investment, you know, you, you kind of go and scout it around first. And because of COVID, no American CEOs went to the country for the entirety of calendar year 2020, 2021, or 2022. If they did, they were subjected to the joys of an literally an anal probe to check them for COVID. Uh, we like to call this in economic parlance a non-tariff barrier. <laughs> And so we've seen interest at the corporate level drop as well. On top, <laughs> I love that. Just, just you know, economic parlance, a non-tariff barrier. And so we've seen interest at the corporate level drop as well. To say the least. On top of that, it's turning out that the Chinese demographic picture is significantly worse than anyone thought. Worse than the Chinese thought. And it's not so much that the Chinese population became... Uh, older than the average American in 2018 and, and was passed by by the Indian population in 2022. Which but is true. Those milestones yes. probably happened a decade ago. It's just that. If you look at the new data that's coming out of the Chinese. There are numbers. And that's before you consider the Chinese have kind of become a bag of dicks in international diplomacy. <laughs> Technical uh, the term. Wolf warrior approach has soured. He's hitting all the bases, but I mean, so wait, hold on. Explain wolf warrior. Oh. Uh, so essentially being aggressive on the world stage and uh, attempting to project their power. Um, I put you on the spot. Yeah. Road, yeah. Road, yeah. And, and it's, and it's as individuals doing that though, right? Like it's also like, it's, it's a diplomacy action. Bag of dicks in international right. diplomacy. Uh, this whole wolf warrior <laughs> approach has soured a lot of people and made it less likely for Chinese tourists to be welcomed and less likely for countries to be interested in seeking that at all. So when you look at flights in and out of China to other countries, the global average is only about 40 to 50% of pre-pandemic levels. And flights to and from the United States where the business is done, that's only 6% of pre-COVID levels. And with the demographic collapse, meaning that consumption-led growth was never possible again in China at bulk anyway, it really shouldn't that be part, a surprise that the Chinese are... Is that part, like, I feel like that's kind of glossed over. He's like, so... Anyways, because of demographic collapse, they don't have the population to drive the consumption at a level that their economy is designed for them to be functional at, right? This is the problem to a design economy like that. Uh, what is that called? A command economy like that. You say, you look at the tables and you say, as long as we have this many people that buy this many things, we'll make that much stuff. We'll sell this much stuff. When we have these resources, we'll make this with it. The people have this much and everybody will be happy. And then you don't have enough people you don't have people aren't having kids because you have the one child policy and uh -huh. then, you know, your, your demographics collapse. You don't have the people to drive the consumption necessary to keep your economy running the way you've designed it. 
Right. Yeah. So, cause, yeah, you can export all you want, but if you don't have a consumer base to, you know, domestically and you're acting the way you're acting on the world stage and people are putting tariffs on your stuff and people don't want to deal with you because the way you manipulate your currency. Um, and if, if you don't have that domestic consumer base, it's not going to work. And also they don't have like their, they don't have, okay, so I don't know how to say this right. He says this right. They don't make anything like things come from there. Like they have supply chains that bring things there and then they produce them cheaply with cheap labor that's mm -hmm. gone up. But like, that's what they're good at. They don't like, like look at any of their building materials, like their iron, their concrete, all their shit's crap. Their aircraft carriers have cracks on the deck <laughs> twice. Now there's cracks on the aircraft carrier decks. Shout out to way for sending that in. Like, like there's nothing that they make that is good. They just produce things. They, they put it together. They, all the components come there and then they sell it for cheap. Yeah. And often that is by stealing other also that. countries. Yes. IP. Yes. Proving unable to have a post-COVID bump, which means we're really close to a post-COVID slide, assuming nothing else goes wrong and a lot of other things are going wrong. Uh, one more thing. We don't know how many people died in China's COVID experience. So um, assuming that the anti-vaxxers are right and this has never been worse than a common cold, that was a million people. Uh, dead people don't spend money. People who survive dead people tend to be kind of down in the dumps for a little bit of time. So the idea that there was ever going to be a big economic boom is trying to open kind of thrice in the face of, you know, logic and emotion, and demographics and trade and a few other things. The, and I mean, there's been a lot of signs of companies going back and reinvesting in China, but I mean, it's all, it's all like recent, recent, right? And it hasn't been at pre pandemic levels. There has been, I mean, that's Definitely. what they're pushing for is to try to make up for it in that way. Yeah. But it seems like it's probably too little too late. I mean, it's already, it's already, you know, halfway down the track here. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got one more clip that Wei sent in. This is about Ukraine. It's a 15 minute video. I'm going to start at 1230 and just play a minute or so. He said, uh, he said, play it at 1230. And then I think at 50, he gave me timestamps. Oh, and then he said this, uh, Wei watches YouTube analysis. So you don't have to. So <laughs> this is talking about Ukraine and some of the counteroffensive uh, tactics. I don't know if this is going to cover it, but Wei keeps telling me that Cody was wrong about Crimea. Crimea. That, mm -hmm. um, actually I sent you it. What did he say? Can you summarize what he was saying? I think it was all like, I'm Vietnamese. Is... I can't read that. I'm joking. Can you summarize it? I think essentially what he was saying is that Crimea doesn't like they have to import all their like their food, their water, they have to bring all that in. And so the Ukraine can just if they just cut them off, essentially, it's going to starve. Like it's, it's a horrific thing to think, but that potentially if they cut off all supply chains to Crimea, they don't have enough natural resources to survive. And Russia can't just attack the people that are sieging Crimea. Because actually, partly because of the stuff that that the Tony talked about, yeah, it's it's actually as difficult to attack from inside there as it is to attack from the outside. Um, so yeah, that's hmm. problematic. Interesting. Okay, uh, I don't know. Maybe this covers it. I, I think seen that's this. what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. On Tuesday, six of May, the dam on the Dnieper at Snobakachovka was destroyed. For the record, due to the speed of events, the analysis of these events does not come from Rohan, but from our own sources and observations. Both sides blame each other for the destruction of the dam. The Kremlin claims that the Ukrainians blew up the dam with artillery fire, which would have been extremely difficult, if not impossible. 
On the other hand, it was widely discussed that explosives planted by the Russians had been inside the structure of the dam for several months. The dam was under Russian control from the early days of the war and until it was breached, while the risk of it being blown up was discussed during the Ukrainian offensive last year. On November 11th, there was an explosion at the dam, but the structure retained its structural integrity. That's what a dam breached through the deliberate Thrash's accumulation of critically me. high water level. Thrashes motherfucking me on the internet being like, I told you motherfucker last year. I'm like, will you shut up? I don't remember saying that. I guess you're right. <laughs> it's also possible. Satellite imagery shows that the road running along the dam was breached three to four days earlier. But this changes nothing in terms of the responsibility for the event, which still falls on the Russians. According to Ukrainian journalist Olga Tokariuk, quote, blowing up of Kachovka Dam will have far-reaching and long-standing consequences for Ukraine. Some of the most fertile lands will become a desert and could have disastrous strategic consequences for the Kremlin. Moscow's cold calculation could also result in depriving Ukraine of one of its critical infrastructure objects for years to come, before Russian troops withdraw. If we don't have it, no one will. I don't know which side is more likely to have blown that dam if it was intentional. I think, you know, it took out out a lot of entrenched um, Russian positions, um, which they had spent, you know, months and months digging. Um, But also, it's really bad for... Ukraine, as far as their infrastructure, as far as the nuclear power plant that's right there. Um, yeah, it doesn't Which seem... has cooling ponds like, that are full. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's, it should be okay, but it's still, it doesn't seem like either that's side... That's what you want to hear. Gets nuclear power plant should be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't seem like either side really gets a win right. out of this. I don't know. It's Whoever did it is very... Like, that's a... I still really think that so I still think that the banks being lined with so we know that the dam was mined. It just didn't make sense that they would set it off. I think mm-hmm. that a mine that was on the banks that could have floated down into the river and blew up when it hit the dam is very. Plausible. So you're saying it wasn't necessarily intentional. Except the intention should never have been. Let's line these banks with fucking with mines. Mines. Yeah, yeah maybe not doing that yeah. would have been a better idea. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't no, happen I, if it I weren't see for that. Russia. I can see that. It's a war crime, whoever did it. Yeah, well, good luck getting... It's nice yeah, to say, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, probably the saddest thing at all that happened last week. I've been putting this off to the end of the show because I don't want to talk about it, but you can't pretend like it didn't happen. Mm. Natasha's so upset with me about this. She's like, look, dude, you are like hero-worshipping this guy. I'm like, listen here, Natasha. <laughs> Can't help industrial revolution in it. Consequences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We lost Uncle Teddy. So at first, people were saying that it's unclear as cause of death. Uh, and then it seems to come out that he had hanged himself. I believe oh, that's I proper that. grammar. Yeah. He'd been terminal with cancer for a while. There was a time a year, year and a half ago where I played a bunch of Teddy clips because I was like, this might be the last week. Let's get some Teddy clips in. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, he. Uh, it sounds like he went on his terms. Um, there was a lot of memes around on it, and I like to look into the comments and see what people thought on the memes. I have uh, a couple of comments that I'll put in here to commemorate him that come from the New York Times post about him. So this isn't you know the libertarian post that's like catering to all the 
fanboys like me, right? Can I just say, I thought that Thrash had a pretty thoughtful post about this. I I, I read that full paragraph and I was like, that's that's a pretty thoughtful What was the, thoughtful what was what was Thrash's? Do you have it? Um, I can find yeah, it. Yeah, take your time. I don't have it. Let me uh, let me read this one. You read Thrash's while you look it up. So um, I saw one comment. So this is a comment on the New York Times. Like I just I just love seeing thinking of somebody being like, oh, I kind of like the New York Times. I'll subscribe. And then these people comment down below. Um, Ted Kaczynski did monstrous things, but also he warned us, and the warnings were valid. Now we have the rise of AI, and we can see our elected officials' willful ignorance, repeatedly failing to limit technology and instead prioritizing it. Uh, prioritizing money and special interests, rather. Uh, meanwhile, we destroy the planet that nourishes us. It's very depressing. Hmm. That might have been his okay. comment. Somebody said, it's a, oh, this was Thrash's comment. It said it's the 20th century John Brown. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of long, but I'll, I think I can I think I can read it. Pretty Any clear. thoughts on the 20th, um, century, 20th century John Brown? No, I don't have any. No, I, I can't even. John Brown was uh, the said that uh, slavery will only be abolished through violent revolution and bloodshed. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. And to which people said, right. "What race did uh, Ted Kaczynski try to free?" And to that, I replied, "The human race." Silly goose. Mm-hmm. All right, this is what he wrote. Theodore Ted Kaczynski, a.k.a. the Unabomber, has died at the Federal Prison Medical Center. Um, skipping that. Did you say Unabomber? Unabomber. Unabomber. I'm trying. I'm trying to read this fast. Okay, I'm sorry. It's a lot. Uh, what do you think is harder to spell ma- properly, Kaczynski or Unabomber? Harder to spell properly is probably Kaczynski. I think people spell it Unibomber. U N I. It's Unabomber. Oh. Universities yeah, and airplanes, airlines. An ingenious mathematician and university professor in the 1960s, Kaczynski moved to a remote cabin in Montana in 1971 to live a more simple life. You know what? This is way too long for me to read all of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was thoughtful. You yeah. Can look up Thrash. Oh yeah, you should Thrash just follow Thrash. Thrash the Libertarian on Instagram. Yeah, uh, it was a pretty good post. Yeah. I, you know, he he talks about. You know, he did some really sh- bad stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, his methods were pretty shitty, um, and he hurt people. Um, so yeah. that that's not good. He, I mean, but, he, uh, he, he also he only killed three people, Alan. I mean, he's no Oklahoma City bomber, but he's <laughs> still not. Hey, he's still not a good dude. Now I'm mad. <laughs> touch something important to me Rawr. i'm tonguing tongue in cheek on all of this man like of course it was terrible and i say everything i've said glowingly about him look like <laughs> i'd love to say i don't mean it i do like he was fucking right about all these things i i do not think that his method made any sense i don't think you were going to create the revolution or the change that you wanted by killing a computer mm. repairman or airlines yeah. and university professors i just don't now you know what i didn't do though I didn't go through MK Ultra in the first class. Like he was a fucking yeah. MK Ultra patient. Like the the government has responsibility partially for the fucked up person that they sent out into the world. He had problems, man. I mean, his par- his, his his upbringing wasn't good. His dad couldn't connect with him. His mom admitted that, you know, she was worried about him. Uh but they hoped for the best of him for him and sent him off to college and you know, Probably should have got laid. I mean, I've said that before. He taught at, he taught at Berkeley, didn't he? Taught, he taught at, at Harvard or Berkeley. Yeah. I think Berkeley. I forget. Yeah. And by all, you know, everybody says. I think you're right. Berkeley. Yeah. 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 I think it was Berkeley. Yeah. Well, died at 81. Yeah. Not bad. 
Um, oh, I have a, I have a little bit of hope. So if you look down in those New York Times Instagram posts, down deep down in the comments, I saw uh, Voodoo at Voodoo on Instagram. Uh, saw the New York Times Instagram post and said, "I don't know anything about this man, but the comments intrigue me." So, Alan, there's still uh, there. Maybe there's a little Teddy in all of us. <laughs> Uh, do you want me to leave you with some, um, some partying, some parting, partying words from, uh, John Daly? As long you as like it's not John setting Daly. the clock back. As long as it's not set. No, it's not setting the, how did you say that so well? <laughs> uh, you know what? Dick's come up in it. You can't drink like me. You can't smoke like me. And I guarantee your dick's not as big as mine. You can't fuck like me. So don't try and be like me, motherfucker. Get your shit straight and fucking let's party together. You cocksucking motherfucker. Professional golfer, John Daly. Fucking fucking American original, man, I swear. Yeah. Yeah, he's a hell of a dude. I'm not going to add anything to that. Do you want to go out of here with a question, man? Sure. Are Jinkos our bell bottoms? <laughs> it's the same amount of time that's gone by, right? Jeans. Like, but like, seriously, it's like we, like in the nineties, we were making fun of bell bottoms. Yeah. And wearing pants, I, the size of our waist. I've seen some wild pictures from the nineties of, of kids wearing those. I wore some really shitty that, fashion. I was going to ask uh, you, hold on. Did you have any Jinkos? Did you have a pair? I did not have You Jinkos. bought rollerblades during the pandemic. Were you a rollerblader? If you were a rollerblader, you had to have Jinkos. I was a rollerblader. You I didn't did have, Jinkos? have Jinkos? That was like the whole yeah. thing because they were the same like size as your blades. How yeah, you did you? The, you weren't a real blader, Alan. You weren't a real blader. That's why. That's why. <laughs> Fucking poser. Fucking poser. Remember when people called Fucking people poser. posers? Now it's all people do. Yeah. It's like, no, I have, I'm an, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking poser. All right, man. It's been real. 